It has begun. <clears throat> I said, it has begun. What has begun? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are watching the new Mortal Kombat, so it's more like, <laughs> if even that. Yeah, if even Most that. Most of the time, you just get some beep boops. Yeah, you got some beep boops. You got some boongs. Are we getting right into this? We just want to talk about this movie. Like, let's not even mess around here. Or I should say, let's not even fuck around here. Just throw some F-bombs in, because that's what... Yeah! Cool. This podcast is rated R, just like the movie! Yeah. R for Book. really, really Book. violent! Book. Take that, kids. Yeah, take that, kids. You can't listen to our podcast. You're no, too except young. Except you can, because they constantly swear around the little kid in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Well, how old is the little kid in this movie? I don't know. She's, She's not like really 12, a little kid. 13. Too young to be hearing F word after F word from her mother Absolutely. and father. Well, somehow they deemed it appropriate for her to watch her dad get beaten to a pulp. So, you know, she's seen some shit. So I, I'm sure F word after F word just, just bounces right off. Still. The, it's more concerning the adults that don't seem to have any concern for her well-being. Right. Oh, it, absolutely. It's saying it in a way that that doesn't even really necessary. It's not right. adding anything to right. the meaning or the context. It's just it's the true meaning of the word gratuitous at that point. Agreed. Um, is Gonna this the watch a movie. Do, 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 do. Gonna talk about it. Do, 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 do. Is it good? good? Is it bad? bad? Two person movie club. Do 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 do. Have a two person movie club. Woo! You. I've been like trying to burp during the two person movie club theme song. Do you want to burp? It's gone now. Good. Do you ever get the like air bubble in your throat and you can kind of feel it coming up? Yeah. You can feel it rising and you're like, oh, here it comes. And you're just like, get out. He's gotta get out. Get, just get out. Out. Air <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what movie did we watch this week we today? watched mortal Kombat today last night now this week well we tried to watch it last night because you know our dreams was to do a double feature of the mortal Kombats. yeah and so it's midnight last night and we're all excited we're like yeah we're gonna watch new mortal Kombat. it's been a really oh, midnight showing midnight showing oh my god oh my we're god. just like our kids again they're just like kids yeah it's been a really long time since we've seen a new movie when it was released what do you think the last one was was it it was either avengers endgame or it part two i don't know which one came out i think it was after okay and that was like kind of a disappointment yeah but it's just fun to go to the theaters and see something new of course we didn't see this one in theaters. We went to our home box office, Max. Yeah. And watched it. Yes, 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 yes. But, yeah, they so they released it at midnight on the West Coast. Those Hollywood elites Boo. are so superior. They get Boo. to have their time as the standard time. And we have to wait until tomorrow because we can't stay up till 3 a.m. to watch it. Yeah, we're still human. Yeah, HBO trying yeah. to make us not human. HBO, human. you're timest. You know, we're zonist. You're zonist. You sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the final battle between the old Mortal Kombat and the new Mortal Kombat. 
you know, it was a battle, a struggle, an internal struggle. We had to look within <laughs> to find whether the old Mortal Kombat yeah. was any good. Well, first now it's getting pitted up against the new one. Right. Well, first, first it had to face its enemies. <laughs> then it had to face its fears. Now it has to face itself. Well, it had to face itself. Oh. But I know. really, it just had to go up the stairs. Now it had to face its fears. <laughs> and Well, I had to come up the stairs to film the podcast. So does that mean I faced myself it today? It does. Because in order to go up the stairs, you have to really be able to look inward, like you said, and face yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to get up those stairs. No. Takes a, you're going to be out of breath at the top of those. You really have to be committed. Right. You might be out of breath, and then next thing you know, you stumble back down. Then you got to call an ambulance. You're going to the hospital, and you just made a big fool of yourself. And then, yo, so is mine. Because your doctor at the hospital is actually Shane, so <laughs> take your soul. So Mortal Kombat 2021, is it good? Is it bad? Just give it to me straight. I think it was good. I. But it's hard. It's really, it's it's almost like the original got turned on its head. And it's like a, a nega version of the original, you know, what like do a you shadow mean? version. What do you mean? Well, you know, like in, um, so it's like the Outworld version of Mortal Kombat? <laughs> well, like in... Um, in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, he has to fight Nega Scott. Yeah, but they're actually like they get along pretty well, don't they? They do, they do. And they Spoiler would Spoiler alert. <laughs> if they were gonna if they were gonna hang out, like the instantiations of the old Mortal Kombat and this one, they would get along really well too. I'm just saying that, you know, it's like that. They're like exactly the same, but also like anti versions of one another because they have so they it's like everything that the old one did right. And the old one did wrong. It's like the opposite in this uh, one. That's just kind of my take on it anyway. Well, I, and there's some similarities too well, and some things that they both did well. But Well, this is what I feel bad for because I said the old one was bad, but that I really, really liked it. Right. And now I think you're going to say that this one's good, but you didn't really like it no, as much. No, I did like it. I don't know if I like it as much as Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, or the same. But, you know, I clapped. I laughed. There were some moments. There were definitely some hype moments. So, like, let's get into it, and then we can decide at the end whether we think this one's better or worse. Okay. I'm not really sure. Again, so like, I'm gonna, I'm pretty. I, I guess I'm not really sure either. But um, before we went into watching the movie, oh, should we introduce ourselves? I'm Kelsey. I'm Ross. Two person movie. We're club. two person movie. Mortal club. Kombat Part Two. Mortal Kombat Part Two, Part One, 2021. Well, Part. Two of our podcast, but part one of the new, what's soon to be certainly a series of Mortal Kombat oh, films. Oh, you know it, and you know it, and you know this movie's gonna make buku bucks. Basically, yeah. Did you get any info about the the success of this film? Because I'm gonna guess that it made a lot of money. Uh, well, I already, don't know. I don't know because it got released on Cinemax, right, but it and did they don't really know how to like break that out, right? Right, right. HBO we Max. Don't, well, HBO, yeah. It got released on HBO Max, but it is releasing in theaters. Yeah, but yeah. It's but still... that's going to stunt its box office, quote unquote. It is. But like we signed up for HBO Max just to watch this movie, so that's a ticket right there. Right, right. I hope, I hope enough people watch this. But why would you not? Like, you got to go to the movie theaters. You're paying, what, how many tickets? One for each person. Right. We paid $15. $15? Bucks, 
We actually, and I didn't pay two people, Listen, but we could have had but, five. But I didn't pay anything yet because I'm still on my week free subscription. So I'm not even going to pay anything <laughs> until <laughs> until next week. You fools! <laughs> you allowed us to watch your film for free. <laughs> your movie is mine. <laughs> oh my God, Shang Tsung is back! <laughs> oh shit! I hope I don't have any birthmarks that have been on me since I was born. Well, that's what we know. <laughs> If you have a birthmark, you got it since you were born. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, Mortal Kombat 2021, directed by, let's see if I can pronounce this guy's last name, Simon McQuoid. 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 Directed by Simon McQuoid. And it's funny because he parallels Paul W.S. Anderson because this is his debut film. He has one other credit, which is some short, weird movie from okay. like 10 years ago on Doesn't IMDb. Count. Doesn't so, count. yeah, where did this guy come from? He got plucked from obscurity. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Simon McQuoid, McQuoid. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and this is interesting because the visionary director, James Wan, he's a producer on this movie. I assume that they wanted him. Yeah. And, they, I, well, and I think James Wan is just like, ah, Simon McQuoid. Well, listen, listen, listen. The, it makes sense that they have James Kwan. And now that I've seen James the movie, Kwan? it makes... James Wan? James Wan. James Simon Quad. McQuoid? Did I call him James Quad? I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about. Simon Wan. McQuoid? I'm talking about Wan. The number one Wan. Okay, James Wan. I'm talking about James Wan. And it makes sense that they got him because, like we were saying, it's very obvious that this movie is going to have sequels. And mm, what mm. is James Wan known for? Fast and the Furious and The Conjuring. And those both no, have extended cinematic not universes. Not The Conjuring. Oh, not The Conjuring? Insidious. Insi- no, James Wan did The Conjuring. Did he? Yeah. And he's doing like all those other, like he's, uh, he's all about the McNuggets or whatever the those. McNuggets? What are the, the Warrens. Is that the McNuggets? I don't know. I've been watching. I don't know who the McNuggets are. I think I got confused because I've been watching a lot of Gravity Falls and McGucket is a, a man in there. Yeah, he did. I'm telling you, he did The Conjuring. And those are all cinematic universes. So they were like, we need the number one producer on the fo- field did he really here. Did do The Conjuring and Insidious? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, he. that's a cinematic universe. Is that in the same universe as Insidious? Yeah. Wait, also, I'm going to take a second while Ross is doing this. Spoiler it's alert. Gone. I'm not doing it anymore. Spoiler but. alert. This is a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. Come back. Listen to the podcast. Or if you don't give a shit about it being yeah. dissected until it's very Adams, then continue listening. Yeah. I mean, it, nothing that we say will be able to ruin the visual spectacle that is well, this movie because... It's just a fun movie, but so yeah, it doesn't really matter. If you if you want to come to us to find out whether this movie will be something you'll enjoy, I think that's fair because, like I said, it, it's just conversation. It's not going to have really that much impact on your enjoyment of the movie. Except it's not it, a it's not much of a thing. Well, you know what? It would have an impact on my enjoyment because I watched the trailer and that impacted yes, my enjoyment. Yes, because that's a seeing. Well, no, but, it, but it's also, activity. it's not just a sing, it's a knowing. It's a knowing. It's a knowing. But and it's you a know, knowing of the eyes. It's a <laughs> and if you know with your eyes. It's a knowing of the soul as well. <laughs> Shang Tsung took my soul, and now I know. Your soul is mine. <laughs> oh, my God. Said the trailer makers who. That's what they said. Stole your knowledge. They st- 
stole. They didn't stole it. They forced it upon me. They forced it upon me. And we had to watch the trailer because because we had to review it for the podcast. Mm -hmm. There was no choice. Our hands are basically tied. We have no autonomy in this. What were you gonna say about James Wan and his sequel? I already said the Warrens. The Warrens. They're like what? I wasn't gonna say anything about the Warrens. I just couldn't remember their names. We're gonna call them the McGuckets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so yeah i think they was like okay james wan to boy he done he done the universes um, he done the fast and the furious and he done uh he done the aquaman he done so he's aquaman. like got the pretty lights and the flashing cg yeah he's got he's dipped his toe in many a cinematic but universe. then what happened he was just like oh james mcquade where did he come in i don't know i don't know who james mcquade is i didn't find anything about him what in my you? research mcquad i don't know how to say his McQuoid? name it troubles me it tr- <laughs> well, but I just call him james james anyway james 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 McHugh. yeah McHugh. yeah it's it, again it's a nega mk 1995 because you got a, a very fresh director yes. here. Yes. Yes. And um you have a pretty like I guess you can't really say this cast is like that star studded. I think it's similar to the original because you have some kind of well-known people but mostly fresh faces, well, people who are kind of plucked from relative obscurity. I think I think the people who are in this movie, especially the Asian actors, they're well known in Asia. Well, Hiroyuki Sanada, who's the guy I said, who's like oh, a stereotypical geez. samurai. He's very well known. Hiroyuki Sanada. But we don't really know. Nobody knows his name. But like people know him because he is in a lot of stuff. He is in a lot of and stuff. And he's got that memorable, super memorable look and feel about he does. him as an actor. He looks like he was plucked out of the Edo period. Yeah. Like you just totally buy him as the samurai oh, warrior. Every instantly, time. Instantly buy that dragon. Every time. Every time the dragon is bought. Um, I actually looked up his movie listing and I'm going to bring it up later so I can segue into a topic that we both love. Okay. That sounds great. I like topics that we both love. <laughs> I mean, I love them, I guess, but I don't know <laughs> what the topics are, so. No, you're going to be like, you, 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 yeah. Okay, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we got Simon McQueen. McQueen. And um, we got this, another guy writing this and on the screenplay named Greg Russo, who's got nothing on IMDb. Um, well, he wasn't the only one who wrote it. The story was by Greg Russo and someone named Oren Uziel. Well, yeah, that's the writer so he he did something really interesting, which is that he worked apparently on this short film, this series of like short films called Mortal Kombat Rebirth. Oh. And this was something that came out like 10 years ago. It was super fucking cool. And this movie has a lot of similar kind of vibes to that, that um, kind of short short series they they made it as like a passion project to kind of sell to the studios as like okay this is how we're gonna do the new mortal Kombat. uh this is like our blueprint going forward give us the money and we're gonna make some shit like this and it, it was really dope do you i haven't watched it but um this movie actually was in production hell for a really really long time this movie has like oh, almost technically been in the works since the original mortal Kombat because robin show the guy who plays the original Liu Kang, International Snack. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, An Asian, good for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he actually signed a three-picture deal for Mortal Kombat. Ooh, so he came back for Annihilation. Yeah, he came back for Annihilation. This was supposed to be the third? 
No, Annihilation was the second one. And there yeah. was supposed to be a third, but because Annihilation flopped so hard, uh-huh. they were like, no, <laughs> we will not make money here. Let us move away. So what happened with Robin Show? I don't know. They were happened. trying to make a third one, but like Robin Show was like, nah, or the studio was like, nah. No, it was the studio because they had a very poor, Annihilation obviously had a poor reception. Yeah. It did really bad in the box office. And yeah, I guess it became stuck in developmental hell. Mm. There was numerous rewrites, storyline changes, cast changes, crew changes. And you know, not many movies make it out of production hell. Yeah, usually once you go there, it just kind of gets forgotten about right. until somebody comes along. Well, we're not it. there yet. We're not to the saving yet because there was actually a lot of drama. Apparently, they were still thinking about in 2005, but then Hurricane Katrina came and destroyed a lot of locations where they were meant to film. Wow, that's <laughs> right. tragic. So then in 2009, this is where the main drama starts. So, you know, uh, the producer of the original Mortal Kombat, what's his name? Kasanoff? Yeah, La- Lawrence, Larry Kasanoff. Lawrence Kasanoff. So, I guess Midway Games got bought by Warner Brother Interactive in 2009. And, you know, including that was its flagship franchise, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, Kasanoff alleged that he signed an agreement with Midway in 1993 that gave him a perpetual and exclusive license to make films and TV shows based on Mortal Kombat. And the, the, uh, the suit was filed to ensure those rights weren't unduly transferred to another party in the course of Midway's, uh, Midway's bankruptcy proceeding. This information comes directly from a 2009 article in GameSpot titled, Mortal Kombat Producer Sues Midway. So what was the result of that suit? They, so they tried to sell the rights to Mortal Kombat movies to W to well, Warner Brothers, no, but Lori, so, Larry was like, "No, no, no, that's no, mine. no, no, no." Warner Brothers tried to buy Midway. Okay, like, yeah, but so Midway but was part going, of Midway was like the rights to Mortal Kombat. Yes, that was like what they yes, were trying to buy. Yes, basically. absolutely, absolutely. But Kasanoff said, "No, you that's gave mine. me the rights in 1993." Yeah. And from the article, I'll, I'll just read directly from the article because I'm not I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not yeah, good with okay. In the suit, Threshold contends that it's I think Threshold is kind of like Kasanoff's production company or yeah, something. Yeah, some company. Okay. Name, Threshold obviously. contends that its rights to the series runs far deeper than simply being able to make Mortal Kombat based moving pictures. Quote. The Mortal Kombat franchise, as it stands today, is far more a creation of Threshold and Kasanoff than of Midway, the suit states. Midway's creative input was almost entirely limited to the video games. On their own, the video games provided only minimal backstory and mythology and only flat stock characters with virtually no character development. So he's saying that like the movie rights are totally his. Yeah. Versus the video game stuff. That's whatever that is. Yeah, That's nobody... a different thing. Like, we're going to pull those apart and say, okay, the movies belong to Larry Midway, and then since WB who buys them gets the video game stuff. Right. But but they become kind of merged together at some right, point. Right, right. You can't, like, the, the imagery is so powerful, you can't really separate Mortal Kombat the movie from Mortal Kombat yeah, the game. and because the success of the movie ended up influencing the games and, you know, vice versa, so... That argument doesn't really make sense to me, but anyway, what what was the what? what where are we going with this? Uh, What's the end result of this suit and this drama with Larry Kaz? 
It doesn't say. The article didn't say. It well, just he's a he producer tried. on this movie, so. He is a producer on this new movie? He is, yeah. Oh, shit. So he, it must have been resolved, and um, I'm sure he was like, okay, but give me a cut. Get me, let me get my beak wet on this, and it'll be all right. I'm sure, you know, he's just all about the money. The producers, he just wants his money. Right. So. Well, it kind of seems like even though he sued them, obviously Warner Brothers still was able to get the franchise because the Warner Brother logo is very big at the beginning of the movie. It sure is. So maybe they settled outside of court. Also, I did look up Threshold is the production company that Casanoff okay. works for, okay. essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. He basically was like, okay, you get the rights, but I'm also going to maintain some of these rights and I... And, like, I'm going to be a producer on any future films. Basically saying, uh, I'm going to well, get my beak we wet. Can't, I mean, we can't say that's what I'm he saying said. It. That's I'm what saying you're it. saying. That's not what the article says. Put an asterisk on this fun fact. Put an asterisk on this fun you can, two. You don't. You don't have to put an asterisk on the fun fact that Lawrence sued the company. Not put it. an asterisk on what Ross thinks the details <laughs> of the case are. It's pure speculation, but it's fun to speculate. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Okay, but if you speculate, just... Give us an asterisk. Okay, give, I'll give you for. two because give us two. <laughs> my previous speculations have been have been proven very to be wrong. somewhat false in the past. Somewhat false have been, and have very earned the, the the dreaded third asterisk. The third asterisk. I don't think we've ever had a third asterisk. Well, it's been awarded. Awarded after the fact. Whenever something gets proven wrong, it, it accrues <laughs> it the, third, the asterisk. third asterisk. You mean such as the location filming for uh, what movie was it? Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Okay, so those of you who are regular listeners, I know you're chomping at the bit to know, was Made in Manhattan filmed on location as The Dark Knight? The answer is no. The answer is yes, the answer but with is three no. asterisks. Oh, my God. The answer is no. The, the dreaded death knell of facts. <laughs> the third asterisk has been awarded. Oh, my God. But there's a connection because the guy who plays Shang Tsung in this one, what's his name? Uh, uh, I think Louis I... Tan. No, that's the that's Cole Young. Oh, my God. Listen. Chin Han. Chin Han. Chin Han. Oh, chin, that, that old that Chin old Han. Chin Han. He got Chin Hans. Yeah, he change. was in the Dark Knight. I knew I recognized him something. He's he plays the kind of like Hong Kong gangster guy that they're all, you know, trying to get oh, trying to pin the down. Guy, the guy who the Joker burns all his money. Uh, yeah, and the guy who who uh, Batman goes to get and he in like Hong pulls him out with the oh. with the, 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 the aerial yeah, extraction. Yeah, oh, that's a cool. So scene. that's the guy from the Dark Knight. He plays Shang Tsung in this movie. So. Oh, I'm glad you're able to re reel that in for us. I pulled it back okay. around, and, you know, that's just the, you know, the web continues. Made in Manhattan, still out there. We got three asterisks on the facts, but, you know, some people still think that it could be the case. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Moving on, back to developmental hell. So, 2009, Lawrence Kasanoff sued Midway. Okay. Now we're up to 2010. Director Kevin Pencherowin. Uh, he made an eight-minute short film called Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Rebirth. It was... Uh, okay, yeah. So that's what I was talking about. That guy who they got in as one of the writers here. Oren Uziel. Orion Uziel. Oren. I had it O-R-I-E-N. Well, I have it O-R-E-N. And I have it written down twice. Oh, we're going to have to take it to the streets Oh, my on God. This one. Take it to the streets. Is oh it Orion? Orion or Oren? Who's going to be for. right? Who's getting the asterisks? Oh. <laughs> I think both of our spellings have one asterisk at this point. 
All right, let's see who gets that second and third. Let's see. We got to go to full cast here. It's not the full cast. He was the writer. Uziel on IMDb. It's listed as U Z I E L. Yeah, Uziel. Oh, Ren. Uziel. I didn't. You said Oh, I added an I in there because there's an I in the end. Oh, my God. I gave him an extra I. Oh, fatality. (laughs) Kelsey wins. (laughs) Flawless (laughs) victory. All right. So, yeah, Oren. Oh, Oren. Oren Ishii. Oren Ishii? Yeah, that's Yeah, I know from Kill Bill. You think I don't know who Oren well, Ishii is? You said it like you didn't know, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to inform you. I'm okay, insulted. Okay, so, so what did you... Yeah, so Oren, or, Oren Uziel, he did Rebirth. He with, wrote some of that. and With director Kevin Tancheroen, I can't... And there were several there were several episodes of that, like for different characters, I think. And um, the, but the coolest thing you know the coolest thing about that what was the guy they got to play Jax and he was gonna be, he was like the star of those and that was Michael J White or Jai White I I don't remember how it's pronounced but he's the guy who plays uh, black he's the black dynamite guy you, I've never black seen dynamite, black dynamite, right? dynamite. he he's got this great personality super good physical uh, like presence and mm. he's he's known for being like really into martial arts and kung fu. Ooh. So they got him to play Jax, and that was, like, one of the best things. And this, these shorts were super rated R, so they were going Ooh. really hard in for that mature <laughs> feel with the violence and the gore and the language and everything. Uh, so this movie is definitely, like, finally those Mortal Kombat Rebirth things. If you've ever seen them, you should go check them out. They're cool. But it's it's, like, if you like those, you will like this movie, I think. Right. So, you know, I guess in September 2011, New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers announced that Tancherowen and Uziel, a.k.a. Orion. Orion. Oren Uziel. They were hired to make a new Mortal Kombat movie that would be released in March 2012. The intention was to make it R-rated. The budget was going to be between 40 and 50 million. But due to budget constraints, it was ultimately delayed. Oh, and so, so wow. but then Tantero, Tan, I cannot say this man's name, Tantaroan, Tantaroan then decided to just go work on a second season of the web series Mortal Kombat Legacy. Mm, see, I had seen that that existed, but I don't know anything about right. that. Right, and I guess he went to go do that until problems with the film were sorted out. But then he quit in October 2013. He was like. Y'all ain't getting your shit together. and yeah. But he was right because it's 2021, yeah. eight years later, and it's just coming out now. But Oren Uziel, he stuck with it because he was apparently a writer for MK Legacy as well. Nice. And in 2015, James Wan signs on to pro- pro- produce, 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 produce. <laughs> okay, that was in 2015. Right. Then in 2016, Simon McQua- McQua- McHugh was hired as a director, uh, marking his feature directorial debut with Chaboy Greg Russo's writing the script. Yeah, again, so Simon McQuaid and Greg Russo, both unknowns. Finally, finally, in 2019, the script was finished and pre-production began. Mm. So, like, this movie has literally, literally been in the works since 1997. And it's amazing that it exists because, as we said earlier, once a film gets into production hell, they rarely come out. Yeah. So you could say this film is kind of like the scorpion of films. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> like that. His its soul has been trapped in hell 
waiting for its revenge and right. now finally it's, it's getting time. unleashed yeah it's time it's pay it's time to play pay the blood price i have to say though i am disappointed that michael jai white didn't become Jax because you know that was what that was one of the coolest things about the original vision of the the mk rebirth uh short movie things i wonder why they didn't get him i guess he was probably just like this shit is just fucked like your shit's not getting off the ground but i know he was super stoked and into it and like those short movies were like a passion project so i wonder why um i don't wonder why yeah he he i'm sure he just got fed up with all yeah of course of course who wants to wait how many years after so long you're gonna be like this isn't happening yeah and uh, yeah like you said it's a miracle it happened at all did we cover the backstory of the movie should we just get into it now yeah let's should just get, get into the movie in? let's get, we gotta get let's in get let's in? just get in okay so the movie opens in this past scene and i guess the movie the first few minutes of the movie was already released yeah they released it early so you could see the oh it scorpion was, versus sub-zero yeah, yeah they were taunting us with it last night whenever we wanted to watch it at oh my midnight God. it's like oh you can watch the first few minutes like no no i'm not gonna watch the yeah. first few minutes do i want to watch Who another trailer like no i want to watch the movie right let me watch the movie so Zonus. that's where we get hiroyuki sonata as scorpion og alive human being scorpion yes Yes, yes, yes. And this is funny because in the last movie, we were asking the questions. In the original Mortal Kombat, we were saying, oh, we're Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Were they originally humans? We didn't know. Now, in this movie, well, I'm assuming that, well, obviously, this movie is, like, separate. It's it's a reboot. It's yeah. a reboot. It's not a sequel. Would you say it's a remake? It's not really a remake because the storyline is completely reboot. different. It's a true, pure reboot. reboot. Yes. So in this universe, Scorpion and Sub-Zero were once humans. Yeah, and is the backstory that they're kind of like from rival martial arts clans? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That seems to be the backstory. It seems like um, Scorpion, a.k.a. Hiroyuki. Uh, a.k.a. Hanzo Hasashi. Hanzo Hasashi was a ninja. And uh, what's his name? Bon Lee? Bihan. Bihan. Bihan was an assassin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, assassins and ninjas, they, they, it makes sense there's a rivalry. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Hanzo Hasashi, he's like the retired gunslinger who only draws Aww. when he must. And he's uh, he's out in the forest with his fam. Getting some water. Yeah. Carrying some buckets. I think those were the same buckets from the original. <gasps> yeah. Put I was so excited. asterisks next to that fact. I was so excited to see the bucket cameo. <laughs> But he foolishly leaves the buckets by the water. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was the key. Yeah, he needed. He, he needed, needed Kitana to come and tell him, like, the element that gives life to win your next match. Use the element which brings life. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he needed a little advice from Kitana. Uh huh. And he didn't get the advice, so he leaves the water and he goes and fights. Sub-Zero, so this is like a human fight. He doesn't have any magical powers. Somehow, Bihan does? Well, I assume it's because he's unlocked his arcana. Ah, okay, yeah, he's unlocked his arcana. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's finish this opening scene, and then you need to tell us what actually happens in the movie. What do you mean? Like, uh, you know, I'm going to award you some sentences. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah, so, Bihan... Bihan. Okay. We got Hans and Wans because we got Chin Han okay. as Shang Tsung. Oh my we got God. 
James Wan as the producer, and we got Bihan as Sub Zero. Okay, well, Bihan, I'm, no, Bihan, Bihan is the is character. The <laughs> okay, well, I'm already really bad with names. If you listen to the podcast, you'll hear. You've already heard us butcher every mm-hmm. every actor's and character's name. So B Han, aka Sub Zero, comes, murders Scorpion's family immediately. Scorpion fights him. B Han wins, and then that's like the intro. Yeah. What do you think about this fight? I honestly thought it was one of the best ones of the movie. Yes, we and agree. It's, a, it, it's no surprise they put it at the beginning. I mean, chronologically, it makes sense. And in terms of getting the getting the blood up of the uh, of the viewer, it's like yeah, absolutely, yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Because this is the only one where you get Hiroyuki Sonata really being Hiroyuki Sonata. Like you get him in the later fight where he comes back as Scorpion. Like he's wearing a mask, and it's really comical the way he keeps taking it off and putting Put it, it back on. on. Oh but God. like during the fight <laughs> scenes, he doesn't have it off. He or he has it on, so it's like can't really see him. So this one's more grounded in reality. You get a little magic, but mostly it's just fighting and mm-hmm. the, the, the the moves are cool. And yeah, right. it's one of the best ones. Um, we had a good laugh, though, because there's this scene where Scorpion's wife is like digging around in the garden. And she has this uh, kunai, which is a Japanese like it's like a knife. It's like a it's, ninja's knife. It's a knife. very simple, like one piece of metal it's got um, usually with a with a circle on yeah the back got a, it. it's got a ring on one side and yeah. then it's like a triangle knife and <laughs> the wife is using this obvious like tool for death as just a little simple garden tool yeah and we we're laughing you know then like uh honey you know i use that to kill thousands of men oh but dearie the plants love the blood of your fallen enemies. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that that's actually true, that they it was a multi-purpose tool, right? Right. Well, I'm going to give it a uh, an asterisk. I think I found that fun fact on IMDb, which isn't always the most reliable so somebody source. somebody was wondering that themselves. Yeah, somebody like, oh, was wondering too. But according to the IMDb, uh, Japanese peasants did used to use kunai as like, a multi-tool around the house because you know who doesn't need just like a sharp item or you know it's not really probably that sharp but just just yeah just like a like a hammer or like a a little like a a shovel or something like a little gardening tool but it's just so funny the way she's like haphazardly just stabbing at the roots of the plant i'm not really sure what she was trying to do yeah i think it was gardening but but then it's cool because then he you see um, Hanzo, he like grabs the rope and ties it up and just kind of makes it into an improvised weapon real quick. Right. Because he's using his samurai sword at first and then you see him pick it up and it, it just feels natural, but it's also like, oh shit, it's the scorpion. Oh fuck it's yeah, it is scorpion, scorpion, hell yeah. Weapon. See, this is why I kind of wish we hadn't watched the trailer because it would be really, really cool to watch it and have the realization like, oh, it's scorpion. Ah! Right, right. But we already knew he was going to use that weapon. We already knew that that was going to be Scorpion because of that weapon. And yeah, yeah. Your, your knowledge was... Stop putting these shit in your trailer. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, you're going to hear me say this a couple more times in the podcast, but stop. Yes, absolutely. So anything else to say about this opening scene? I mean... It was great. It was a great introduction. I laughed because... Uh, did, I, did I already say... Before we watched the movie, I told Ross my hopes and desires for it, which is that... The plot would be really stupid and the writing would be laughable, but that the fights would be sick. And that's 
that's mostly what we got with some exceptions i think yeah we'll talk about that but there was one other thing which is really funny from this mm. which you know sub-zero apparently in this movie has a habit of not really killing people when he wants to kill people well he's not supposed to because he's not allowed to interfere in the the lives of mortals but, but he does yeah, he wants to he wants to kill them like he later on he's supposed to kill jacks but he doesn't he's, he's just, supposed to kill jacks yeah he like when he freezes his arms off and he's oh, like throws them away so, and i thought like, you were talking oh, about dead. raiden no but like i'm talking about sub-zero oh, okay and in the beginning what's his final killing blow on his like greatest enemy <laughs> he gives him a shoulder stab yeah. Where we all know the greatest of most vital organs are stored in the I don't shoulder. know. Yeah, I don't know about you, but my heart is in my shoulder. <laughs> it's well known that if you want a character to experience like some injury, but ultimately for it to not affect them in the movie, you have them like get shot in the shoulder, right? Or right. Stabbed in the shoulder. Right. Because like, it's that's very clear. Everybody knows there are no vital <laughs> organs in the shoulder. Yeah, and you know it's like oh, my shoulder, but then later on they're just doing everything fine. Right, this right. happens and in almost like, every movie. And this is Mortal Kombat. The neck is right there. The neck it's is right, right there. there. It's right and there. And he gets him in the shoulder. He's got oh. him He's got him right there, and he gets him in the shoulder, and then, you know, he's still alive. He does die, but, like, <laughs> well, it's just silly. Okay, there is a really gross scene where Sub-Zero uses the kunai to stab Scorpion in the stomach, and, and he like drags, drags it up, up real yeah. slow. And this is why this fight is great, because the the fighters are sustaining like epic damage mm -hmm. but they continue to fight and this is one of the things which i wanted to see more of in the movie which was a letdown from the first fight because that's one of the cool things about the game moral comments like okay the, the 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 fighters are sustaining this wild damage blood is flying everywhere mm -hmm. but they're still fighting mm -hmm. and i like that feel the first fight because it it really captures that essence of like okay this is a fight to the death this yeah. is mortal yeah. combat yes. and even though they've sustained enough damage to have died they are still fighting right um, right it's the fighter spirit that's carrying them on exactly i love oh i love a really nasty fight mm -hmm. i love it when you feel each blow and you can see that in the movie the character feels it too but they shoulder it and carry on with the fight i fucking love it love yes. love 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 it and there's unfortunately not any other fights that really live up to that well the reptile fight was fucking that, sick actually you're right that, that might that be does live up to this the um, reptile fight might be my favorite fight in the movie it's pretty cool it's pretty cool we haven't done this yet so i award you one sentence sentence to tell us i'm gonna start that again why <laughs> you said sentonk I was you one sentence. All right. Oh. One sentence? Yeah, well, you gave me one sentence. This isn't as simple as your mama's Mortal Kombat, okay? Whose Mortal Kombat is it, then? If it's not my mama's, whose is it? This is ours. This is the Mortal Kombat for our generation, apparently. Oh, I thought the first one was, though. I don't know. Okay, one sentence. Here we go. A... Oh my God! How did brilliant. you sum it? How did you sum it up so succinctly? Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Um, an out of a down on his luck MMA fighter gets recruited by by a 
by Sonya Blade. By <laughs> um, when a when a group of evil is this a new sentence? This is a new one. Okay, over. okay, we're starting over. We're starting over. When a group of evil warriors from beyond our world attempt to to murder all <laughs> of the legendary warriors of Earth, oh my God. they must band together and. And Who's banding together? And, and learn their and and gain. <laughs> Did and you ever become, have a dream? And learn how to be the best. Did you ever have a dream where sometimes you and then you and then you were going and then you were and then you were and that you could do anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I just did. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. It's the same as. Well, the no, it's not. No, it the thing is, is, and it's there not. Is it literally is, and it isn't. no it plot is. to this movie. No, and this not. is one of the things that really disappointed me. Me, I wanted the Mortal Kombat. I wanted I Mortal wanted, Kombat. I wanted the arena. Where was Give Mortal Kombat? The there was no Mortal Kombat where, in this movie. Where were the faceless, faceless audience members? There was no Mortal Kombat, and you know, yeah, we bitch. I bitched at least about the sets, and like how goofy and silly it all was, and like how Mortal Kombat in the original didn't even really feel like a thing because it wasn't properly established. But it literally doesn't exist in this movie. Well, a it, movie called but, Mortal Kombat, it doesn't have Mortal Kombat in it. But that's the thing. That's the, that, Yeah, that's my problem is that it's like there's talks of the Mortal Kombat. It is spoken there's, of. It is spoken of, but it never happens because Shang Tsung is a cheater. It, and they, I, I, I just wanted one. I just, just wanted one, one Mortal fight. Kombat. One Mortal Kombat. Combat. Mortal Kombat. Okay, so nobody gets their mic tested. Well, they do say test your mic. They though. say it. Kung Lao does. But they don't actually do it because, and here's the thing in the original Shang Tsung, in the original, his attitude towards Raiden is perfect. He's so deferent and like plays that role of like, oh, yes, my lord Raiden. But in the background, obviously, he's doing all the shady shit. Yeah, he's absolutely. trying to rig the game in his favor. In this movie, he's just like, fuck you, Lord Raiden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going to kill everyone. <laughs> I'm cheating. Uh, your soul is mine. But so is everybody else's. Well, he gives us a half-hearted soul is mine quote. And we'll put that in here. And then we'll put in... Uh, Hiroyuki, what's his name, Sonata from who did the was first it Hiro Shang Tsung. Hiroyuki Sonata was the actor for Scorpion. <sighs> Damn it, his name's also Hiroyuki. Is it Hiroyuki Tagawa? I was gonna say Tagawa. Uh, yeah, so we'll put in Hiroyuki Tagawa. We'll put in Chin Han. Your soul is mine. <laughs> and you tell us. Who, who wore it better? Who's done it better? I can tell you. Spoiler alert. It was Hiroyuki Tagawa because Chin Han, he ain't got it. And yeah, but the, the whole character of Shang Tsung in this one is, is totally flubbed. But And that goes into the plot, which is that there's no Mortal Kombat. There is no Mortal it's Kombat. It's all the lead up right, to Mortal Kombat. Right, right. So... But that never happens. No, so maybe in the, so maybe in the end, next movie, really. maybe 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 in the next movie we'll get some Mortal Kombat's, but I don't know because it seems like they're just gonna invade Earth anyways. 
if you don't <sighs> if you yeah. didn't listen to our last podcast if you haven't watched the movie if you haven't watched either of the movies essentially mortal combat is sort of like this uh ritual that the elder gods have set up so different worlds can't invade earth or any worlds without winning 10 bouts of a tournament style combat called mortal combat yeah it's essentially like a judicial system for deciding if it's okay to invade another realm and right because how are the armies of earth going to fight against like these crazy monsters with magical powers right so Uh, they get this this is their opportunity to defend themselves they have to win 10 in a row and apparently they won the last 10 the outworld people the last nine the last nine but like based on what how shang sung's acting like he should have how how are the gods just gonna allow right. this? Shang Tsung says they're in this movie says they're too lazy to do anything about right. it. But right. like he's Raiden is right there, he can do stuff. Right, he's clearly cheating. Right, every opportunity he gets, right. he's cheating. And he so. even says he says, "Oh, you think we've won fair the last nine ones? What's the point of having the system if nobody's gonna enforce it?" And, and Raiden is right there. He's right there. He is a fucking immortal, Im- Im- omnipotent god. In the first movie, it makes sense. Shang Tsung is like, yes, Lord oh, Raiden. Yes, Lord and then Raiden. in the shadows, he does his little stuff. And then he chases, he takes him to Outworld. And then Raiden's like, I have no power in Outworld. And it makes sense. But in this movie, he's literally standing in front of Raiden. He says, fuck you, Raiden. Kill them all. And what does Raiden do? He just makes a wall and they can't kill him. And it's like, okay, well, Raiden, he literally just tried to break your sacred rules. Why don't you just be like, you just lost Mortal Kombat. You lost. Yeah, you lost. Now you your soul is mine. Yeah. It Get doesn't a make reversal. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But you know what? That's in the spirit of the Mortal Kombat. It kind of <laughs> is. It kind of <laughs> is. You're right. Because it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters are what the fights. What matters is that the movie has an internal consistency to it, and that's lost because, yeah, it can make no sense in terms of, like, uh you know rationality or logic but within the world of the movie itself it should have a consistent logic and the the logic of mortal Kombat existing is totally thrown out the window in this movie in the last movie it made more sense it still didn't have the presence you wanted it to have Mm. but in this movie it's just like you know kind of tossed out the window yeah it's it's just yeah um should we continue talking about the fights, or I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna compare the new characters to the old yeah, characters. Yeah, I think that'll be a fun way to get into it. So, we talked a little bit about Shang Tsung, which you know we don't really have to go into it. Anymore. No, it, obvi- it, it's the clear. Well, let's vote. Let's vote. Who's the bop? Who Who's the boot? And who is the, the toot? Shoot, who's the, the toot? Boots and toots on these characters, the, uh, old versus new. Obviously, um, Shang Tsung old. Old Shang Tsung is a shoot. Shoot. New Shang Tsung, I shoot the outfit, boot the actor. Boot the actor, definitely. Boot the script, boot but the I, everything. You know what? I don't boot the actor. The actor did as good a job as he could. I boot the direction they took him in. 
Yeah. I like the kind of uh, the kind of skeezy Shang Tsung. I yeah. like him being a little bit snakeish. Uh, more of a roguish, yeah. snakeish sorcerer. But in this one, more he's more like a king. Yeah. And that's not Shang Tsung. Right, right. Shang Tsung is the underling of the emperor. He's not the emperor. Right. Himself. They dress him up like the emperor. They in do. This movie. They do. Like but a Chinese except, emperor. Except for the one scene where he's really dirty. He's really dirty in one scene. Why are you so dirty? Were you just maybe he like. Maybe, maybe one of his scene. maybe he has yeah. like a little uh, what do they call it like a guilty pleasure where he just likes to roll down hills <laughs> <laughs> yeah because outworld is just all hills in this it's movie. just all hills so i like could just picture mines. him picture him being like what's it melina take cover while i roll down this hill uh, look upon me with your beauty as I roll around in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Well, he really likes the bird chick, doesn't he? Yeah. He's always talking about how beautiful she is. The great hunter, Natara. She is beautiful, isn't she? Yeah, that screech is a real turn on. Yeah, that's Whatever reason. It's really weird. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It was it was kind of in spirit of the original Shang Tsung like, admiring Sonya yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess these Shang Tsungs are just like really thirsty. They're thirsty, yeah. They are so thirsty. And um, he does like the soul steal is really good. In it this was movie. fucking sick. It was. Really it was good. sick. It was, except it was to my boy Kung Lao, and it wasn't fair. That it was wasn't. He hadn't even absorbed a single blow. Your soul can't just be taken. They just you can't just take a you soul. You can't just take a soul. You can't just take a soul. And he won the fight. And he won the fight. Yeah, like you can't win and then lose your soul. Right, because what he didn't even get fucked up. It wasn't they even just, Mortal Kombat. They just they just had to take Kung Lao out because he was too, he was too OP. Cool. He was too cool. He's too OP. I'm so so. Sad. And here's the thing, I really, really wanted a lot of the ma- like the good characters to die. Yeah, I was me like, too. oh shit. Kill them. Like, kill kill em em. all. It's gonna be badass. <laughs> like there's maybe maybe there'll be a couple left standing at the end, and it'll be just like, oh shit. Like that was fucking Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. But and you know what? You know what? They could have kept them for the next franchise too. Bring them back as Outworld Sonya, Outworld oh, Jax. Oh shit. Their souls are mine. Yeah. That would have been cool, but yeah, only one. Only one good character <sighs> dies. It's Kung Lao. Is it Kung or Kong? Kung. I don't know. But yeah, Kung Lao dies. I fucking but love Kung Lao. It's not fair because the actor who does him, what's his name? I have I, um, I kind of stopped writing on the actor's names because there were so many. There's a lot. Yeah. There's so um, many. No, I don't have Kung Lao down here. It's. um. Oh, I know what happened was when well, I was I did, writing. I thought I wrote it down, but I don't see it. <laughs> when I was writing down the actor's name. I got to Hiroyuki Sonata, and then I went to his IMDb page, and it was I was, I was done caring about anyone <laughs> else. <laughs> I literally wrote down everyone except for the guy who That's, who plays. Okay. I was gonna write it down, and I think I got distracted. But can you go to take it to the streets? Can you figure this out yeah. for us? Because he needs a shout out. I love, love, love the guy who played Kung Lao, and I just like Kung Lao. I don't know what it is about that hat. It's so stupid. But so uh, cool. The, the way that he acts with the hat and like he's so fluid and good with his body, his body motions with the hat that he just feels like Kung Lao. Like he, he, does. he has the and his the way he comes in. Yes. With the hat. Yes. And he just like phases oh, in out of the hat. I yelled. I screamed at the that TV. Was so sick. It was so sick. So he, he's really like not really been in much. Um, but his name is uh, Max Huang. Huang? And, yeah, Max Huang. H-U-A-N. How do you spell the H-U-O-N-G? H-U-A-N-G. H-U-Huang. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, 
he's he's just like a martial artist and a stunt guy and um he it says he is a member of the jackie chan stunt team oh i so did read that oh, he so he's like, the real he's fucking like deal connected back with like um Chaboy, uh, Robin, Robin Chow, because he was a member of Jackie Chan's stunt really? team. Really? So that's kind of cool. It's like the legacy of the original movie kind of yeah, carries on to this one. That's really nice. But Kung Lao, well, we can't even compare Kung Lao no, to the original. No Kung Lao is a fucking shoot in this movie. He's Yo, a yeah. capital S H O O T shoot. Yes, and they clearly knew that, and then they they got rid of him to like to you know make you feel like you lost something. But the way that it was done wasn't fair it wasn't uh, fair they did but, him dirty again you know i was really devastated when he died yeah, and i guess that's true. how they wanted us to feel and they did it the soul stealing was really fucking sick it was gnarly it was really gnarly the special the special effects were really really good mm-hmm. but i kung lao has the best kill in the whole whole movie it is Flawless victory, victory. <laughs> it is when you watch this movie, if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, you're going to know exactly which kill it is. It is 100% invokes the spirit of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I clapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Kung Lao and I clapped. I saw a fatality and I clapped. Yay! He said flawless victory. I clapped. I clapped. <laughs> no, but it's really fucking sick. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I could talk about Kung Lao all day. So what... Um He's a shoot. So yeah, what character do you want to do next? Let's let's do Liu Kang. Yeah, I w- about Liu Kang. That's what I was gonna say. Cause Kung Lao and Liu Kang, they're buddies. Yeah. They. I are thought they were like meant to be related in this one. I guess they're just kind of like they're like more like blood brothers. Well, in the original, in the original, they bring up how Liu Kang descended. is the descendant of Kung Lao, but yeah. in this one, they're not related. I guess Kung Lao kind of like took him in as like a brother figure yeah they it seems like they've trained together under raiden mm. so they're definitely homies and Liu Kang was there's a scene where he's talking about his past and he's talking about some guy who was who was selling children like a child he well that black market um, and then he killed him and then he became peddler. the mortal combat he became the mortal combat and yeah. who was that supposed to be is there a character that I, that's supposed to be i have no idea yeah so what do you think is this kung lao toot shoot boot Liu kang <laughs> i got kung lao on the mind <laughs> i don't want to move away you know what? uh well let's first decide is it you know, obviously, I know your feelings on Robin Shaw, and he he was awesome in the original. But I I I really like the new Liu Kang. I I give him a I give him a toot. I give him a toot as well. He I, has when, a, an interesting quality. Yes, when he first came in, I was kind of like, now who is this guy? Yeah. But he grew on me. But he's kind of more of what you expect from this character. You know, he seems very thoughtful. A bit tranquil, mm-hmm. very wise. It's a very different. Yeah, he's a. I would say at this point, this Liu Kang is a fully developed hero, mm-hmm. whereas in the original Mortal Kombat, like I said, he's a little he has rough. Some grow ar- into do. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges. He hasn't accepted his destiny. Yeah, and he's got more of that uh, kind of like humorous, fast talking, like quipping type yeah. in, the, in the original because you don't have as many characters, so right. he gets he gets broadened to be more of the like appealing character that yes that is the hero of the movie he has more dimensions because he has to because there's Mm -hmm. not a full cast of characters but here we have lots and lots of characters so he gets more set as like 
a the, mentor. Well, he is the 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 sort of like super highly trained monk warrior guy, and so he's, but his his the actor has this really sort of sleepy innocence to him where yeah. he's like he's just very calming and yeah. soothing and i it's he's just kind of like pretty to look at i he like is. him he's really pretty yeah. i agree i agree let me ask you this why would you jeopardize the goodwill of the only chance of your survival princess why don't you try being one of them silent monks no no you misunderstand he is here to save you because you cannot save yourself yeah, so so I like him and his the feeling of his portrayal is yes, cool. Yes, yes, and I was like resistant at first because, as we know, yeah, yeah. Robin Shao. That's all I gotta say. The uh, uh, Robin Shao's Kung Lao. My God, is it Kung Lao? No, Robin Shao. Robin Shao's Liu. Kang. Liu <laughs> my God, Robin Shao's Liu Kang is a complete shoot for me. But I award. What's his name? Ludi Lin. Ludi Lin. I award Ludi Lin a toot. And uh, Ludi Lin was in Aquaman. So really? there's a he probably got picked up from that. Some James Hahn was like you mean James, James Wan. Wan. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me. Okay, so Ludi Lin, he was in Aquaman. I think James Wan probably was yeah. like, okay, I got this guy. I like He's the perfect. cut of his jib. He was also in Power Rangers as the Black Ranger. I've seen what? I've seen neither wait, of these wait, films. Wait, wait, so. wait, wait. How is he the Black Ranger? In the new Power Rangers oh, movie. Oh, okay. I, I haven't seen Aquaman or the new Power Rangers. I so. was confused. Oh, okay. I was a little bit confused, but I was thinking of like 1990s Power Ranger. No, but if he no. was in that one, he'd be he'd like be 100. Uh, so, yeah, he, he had some history in the action movies and as a martial artist and yeah, he's good in this. Who's next for you? How about Sonia? Sonia. Okay. Sonia gets a toot. Sonia gets a a hard toot from me in this yeah. m- new Sonia. New Sonia. Old Sonia. Well. Old 1995 Sonia. Mega boot. New Sonia. Yeah. Hard boot, toot. I give it. No, I will go with the mega boot. I just give her a boot in the original. No, she gets a straight and up. And I mega give boot. her. I do not want to touch the hiney. Toot. <laughs> <laughs> and I give her a toot in this one. Why do you toot her in this one? Because, as I said about the old Sonya, where I was like, she can't kick my ass. This Sonya would take me to the cleaners. She has the body language and the physical form of somebody who is tough. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't yeah, look she, super muscly, but she's she toned. has the she has the body language, like you said, where she the way she moves, she moves like a warrior, like right. a fighter, and like she, an army. Like, uh, person right and she's like not like she, like you said she's not super buff but she looks she looks ripped not ripped but no. she looks toned she looks yeah, very she toned kind of tough and I, I was looking at her the other day because we were after we were talking about Sonia and whether she was going to be good in the new one and she's played a lot of cops really in other movies yeah and that makes sense because mm-hmm. she has that sort of gruff that yeah just that way of walking where like she's got the shoulders are kind of broad but i don't know it's a it's a strong, a strong confidence yeah confident body it's like language she's self-assured in herself mm-hmm. and the way they play sonia in this movie i was responding to everything they were trying to make me feel about her yes because she she, even, she has a lot of plot in this movie. So she I does. was worried about that, too, because in the original, Sonya has essentially nothing to do after killing Kano. Right. She's just there. One, in this one, she has 
probably the most actually complete arc yeah the most stuff going on character wise yeah and it's really satisfying it's very very satisfying you get really stoked we feel really bad for her because she is the only one of the crew who doesn't have the dragon mark yeah those who are chosen for the tournament have a dragon mark Uh, what about you where's your marking i don't have one it's not a birthmark (laughs) well he had it since he was born well (laughs) so it kind of is a birthmark but yeah so basically in this movie if you have the the birthmark you're slated to fight in mortal Kombat. and if you kill someone with the mark you you take take the mark mark from them wait i'm getting off topic well let's come back to talking about how much we love sonia the actress does a much better job and was a much better fit for the role than yeah. the previous And I one. just think the role they wrote for her was much more suitable. Mm-hmm. And in her fights, it was very believable. She doesn't have a whole lot of personality in this one, although she's just, like, kind of tough. She's tough girl. But it works. Uh, it it works. Yeah. It works for her. Let's talk about... Kano. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about Kano because... He is the star of the first half of absolutely, this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking And he's really, really funny. He's and fucking it, hilarious. It's like, it's hard for me to admit that because you can tell he was written to be hilarious. And yeah. it's almost to the point where it's pandering. Well, I, the guy I, who plays him apparently is a writer. And I wonder if he wrote some of those lines himself. Yeah, I because, wonder. Uh, it, it just works and like it feels like it's coming from the character's mouth right. it doesn't feel like it's written and because the, the way this guy his name is um josh lawson hmm. and the way he delivers the lines it's like he's just this super clever guy that just happens to be there and it just feels totally natural right right uh, to me he's almost like you know how sometimes movies have somebody who's like the audience member you know yeah. For the first half of this film, he's just the audience member making comments on everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's making sarcastic, humorous yeah. quips about <laughs> how silly things are like, and, like, making fun of people's names and just making fun of everything and making, like, uh, yeah, those kind of comments about, like, how ridiculous everything right. is. Right, and the timing of the jokes are fucking perfect as well. They wouldn't land as hard if the timing wasn't so good. Like, the there's this one part where Liu Kang find Sonya in her shitty house. She has Kano tied up in a chair because he has one of the marks, and we find out that Sonya is kind of a crazy conspiracy theory nut. Yeah, <laughs> I like that she's not really like a super cop anymore. No, she's, she's just kind of like, she was maybe, but now she's just obsessed with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, she's kind of a crazy person. If Mortal Kombat wasn't real, she would be a flat earther, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. But... So Kano's tied up in the chair and she's explaining to Liu Kang Mortal Kombat and like somehow it gets brought up that she's like, no, I don't have the dragon mark. And Kano's not even on screen, but just really quietly you hear, wah, wah. Yeah. It is fucking so perfect and so funny, but so subtle. Yeah. It was way better than it had any rights of being. And it wasn't, it, it was like off screen. So you wonder, oh, did they ADR that in? But it doesn't sound like no. they did. It sounds perfect. It, it was, uh, I don't know. It but was it, really yeah, fucking It's a really, funny. really funny moment. And Kano has one of my favorite fights in the movie as well. So I Which give. Which fight is that? The reptile the fight. The reptile yes. fight. So I give Kano, I give him a hard, hard toot. 
Okay, so we 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 can talk about the let's talk about the reptile fight, but first let's talk about the characters. Well, the, what about the old other Kano? character? What did you give old Kano? I give him a I soft give him toot. A, I give him a uh, I give him a uh, soft shoot. This one I give a big shoots. A shoot? shoot? You give original Kano a soft shoot? Yeah, he was awesome. I, I'm I sorry, guess. but he's really fun to watch, especially the scene where he's eating his his boiled. Blech mess and then Goro interaction i love him but yeah this character he um he's a big big shoots for sure big yeah big ups big ups to new kano uh little ups to old kano and he kind of he carries the first 60 percent of the movie you're just down with Kano because he makes everything so fun. Right, 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 right. And he has a little bit of an arc, too. He does. He does. And, you know, but it's not really taken that seriously because it's just Kano. Like, he's just a, he's like it's a fucking, wild card. Yeah, it's Kano. And he, he does have some of the best lines in the movie, like the fight with Reptile. Yeah. And you see it in the trailer, which, like, again, kind of sucks. But you see that moment, but you don't know the context of it. So when it happens, you're still kind of like, eh, it's pretty rocking. Cool, yeah. So, yeah, the only other characters in that fight that we need to talk about is first, let's talk about Reptile. Okay. I give this reptile, reptile in the old one and Reptile in the new one. Okay. Boots old Reptile. Okay. Well, it just depends because 1995 CGI Reptile, mega boots. But yes. 1995 Reptile, human shoots yes exactly and we don't get a human reptile in the new one no that was kind of disappointing it was because reptile is one of people's favorite characters he's he's definitely one of my favorite characters yes uh so not being able to see him as one of the ninjas was a bit disappointing but, but the CGI, yes. you know, so there's nothing to compare to with the human version. Right. The CGI but 2021 reptile. CGI reptile is fucking gnarled ass. Yeah, it's a shoot for He's me. He's a shoot. He's so cool. I love the way they designed him. He kind of looks like like if a human and a Komodo dragon had a baby. He's like a little mini Godzilla. Yeah. But he's not as like tall. He's just like a long and he's, guy. But he's, he's more humanoid. He's kind of humanoid, but not yeah. quite. He's he's in the perfect middle ground, yeah, I think. They, yeah, and the he even great. He's got like his acid shooting out. Yeah, you he's know? got acid spit, which he doesn't really use as a weapon, but it's in there. Yeah, it just, and, it's um, he looks really he's great. He's got the, the camo. The camouflage, which mm-hmm. looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Chang Sung says, send them the reptile from this place or whatever. And then immediately he just appears and attacks them. Yeah, so, which is, you know, there's, there's a few characters in here, which just are kind of just like throwaway characters. Yeah, they exist to show how badass the main characters are. Yeah. And he's one of them that doesn't really get justice as a full character. Right. There's Agreed. a lot of characters that get more justice. Than the old one, but in this one, Reptile, he's kind of relegated to just like a one-off fight. But yeah. the fight's awesome. The fight is so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get we'll get that. Are there any more? Raiden. So the other character from that fight. Yeah. So let's talk about that fight. But the other character is the main, <laughs> the main character, which is like Cole Young. <sighs> Again, a new character. A new so character. You have nothing to compare to. Cole but Young. Two booters shoot on the Cole Young. Boot. Yeah, I'm booting him I'm hard. I'm booting Cole Young. Get him out. <laughs> yeah, get just get out of get my movie. Out we don't of my need movie. this sympathetic family. He, ca- yeah, we Ugh. don't need to feel fucking sympathy in Mortal Kombat. We don't need it. Mortal Kombat is not a place for sympathy. It's a place for testosterone and blood. Mm-hmm. And family. 
Family? Really? Family? We want to protect the family? Family? We have a billion movies where we talk about the importance of family. Do we need this in Mortal Kombat? No. No. I don't give a shit about your family. No. Well, I'm willing to die for my family. And the family is his reason for getting the, the arcana, which is a thing in the movie where Ugh. they get their magic, and he just takes Ugh. a beating. Like, his skill is he just gets armor, and he could just get hit. Well, he gets hit, ta- tonfas? Is that yeah. what they call tonfas? Yeah, tonfas, which are cool. I always love the tonfa. Who doesn't love a good tonfa? But his armor looks mega boots. It's so yeah, shitty. It, it just looks like, a, you, it looks like silicone on his body. Yeah, it, it's not great. Um, it's probably the worst of the special effects in the movie. Yeah, it's just got that kind of like cheap Chinese movie type look, like that fantasy Chinese movie look to it, where it's like it just doesn't look right. What you want the, it to look like, and you can see when he moves around, you can see where it kind of folds because it looks like it's meant to be some kind of like mystical magical metal. Yeah, but you can see that it's just rubber, and around <laughs> the neck, it doesn't really well you can kind of see the gap between the suit and the skin which just really breaks the immersion yeah cole young hard you just gotta get out get out of my movie out get out (laughs) um yeah he's essentially just a plot device in order to get a fight between scorpion and sub-zero at the end which you don't need Mm -hmm. him to do no you really don't need it we don't need if you want to have him be in there have him make him a cool character lewis tan Good for you, but get out. Oh, so yeah, we got tans, wands, and hands. Wands, hands, tans. Kangs. Kongs, Kangs. Louis, Lee, Lou's. Okay. We got them all. What about, we haven't talked about Raiden, though. Okay, but I wanted to just talk about the reptile fight. <laughs> okay, really quick. Old Raiden, toot boot shoot. Old Raiden, mega shoot. Mega shoot. Love it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Okay, new Raiden, toot, boot, or shoot. Um, I'm going to give him a moot. A moot. Which is just yes. neutral because he he's existed. not really in there. He existed in this movie. He existed. He was there. We which didn't is really a shame. Get, yeah, it is a shame. We didn't get to see any like super cool Raiden battles. He uses his powers sometimes, but maybe they're saving it for the sequel. But you don't leave things on the table when it comes to Mortal Kombat. Right. Like, the end of the movie, you get this epic showdown between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And then the only person left is Shang Tsung. And he's getting, like, face down by Raiden. And I was like, because the movie had its emotional cl- climax at that point. I was like, okay, the movie's over. But, but wait, will we get a fight from Raiden? We haven't seen Raiden do anything. Uh, and then you don't. <laughs> they just like, oh, I'll get you next time. And then you walk away. It's end, basically. And so, yeah, we get, like, no raid in action, which is a bit of a shame. And he, the actor who plays him, Tana, Tadanobu Ta- Asano. Tadanobu Asano. Apparently the only thing I could Asano, really, Asano. Yeah, the only thing I could really see in his thing was that he plays this character in the Thor movies, which is, oh. like, some kind of background character. Yeah, I saw that as well. And... It doesn't seem like his grasp of the English language is the best. No. He's got that thing where it just sounds like he's saying the sound. Yeah, he's just like saying his lines phonetically. Right. So his lines don't have a lot of character or emotion in them because it's just trying to get him out. 
<laughs> just trying to get out with his words so he forgets to I mean, he just can't yeah. really put much character in them. Yeah. And, and if that was the problem, why not just have him speak Chinese or whatever, wherever he's from, have him speak his own language and then do subtitles? It would have been better. There's already lots of Japanese and Chinese in the movie. Like, right. Just well, do that. Right. Right. Or have him make up a language and have it be like the lightning god language. Well, that would be even harder. You have to learn a new <laughs> language. You gotta learn lightning god instead of just speaking English. You know, acting always sounds better in a foreign language. (sighs) Well, especially if you can't really speak the language you're supposed to be speaking. Um, anyways. Okay, so you really want to talk about this reptile fight. Yeah, so we have... This is kind of like the beginning of the action part of the film. Well, we already had action. We had some action. Remember? Remember? Remember there was the uh, Sub-Zero versus Jax. Yeah. Which, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the fight. Yeah, it's, it's so really fucking brief. Why? <sighs> the righteous anger. <laughs> why? 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 So you have this scene in the film where Jax fights Sub-Zero, and they show in the fucking trailer the penultimate moment of the fight, yeah. where Jax gets his arms frozen and ripped off. So you immediately, when the fight starts, you're like, well, I know how this fucking ends. Yeah. And it, especially because then they show in the trailer Jax with his robot arms. Ah! <laughs> Stop! Y'all enjoy it. It's time. Okay, I'm really sorry. I just, I just uh, please stop it. Yeah, it, it really was a shame because that, but that fight wasn't really, there wasn't much going on. But any excitement you have about it is immediately gone when you see Jax going to fight Sub-Zero, you're like, oh, okay, well, you I, know, I know what You know, you know, you know the beats of the fight. You know the beats of the fight. You know he gets his arms ripped off, and then you know later he gets his robot's arms. Ooh! At that point, you're just, like, watching it, and you're like, well, this is cool, but it's a waste of my fucking time. Yeah, you're essentially strapped into the roller coaster, but you've already seen all the all the little things, the twists and turns that are going to come along the way. And it just, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. It does. Oh, real quick. Okay. Original Jax, 1995 Jax 2. <laughs> Sonia, <laughs> no. Sonia, come back. Don't get on that thing. Sonia. Hey, Sonia. He gets a fucking boot. It's he gets a, boot a double boot. He's barely in it. New um, Jax. New Jax. Moot. I'm giving him a moot. Um. He does have a really cool moment later in the film. I give him a soft, a very a, soft, a little tiny toot, a, a downy soft toot. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's got some personality and he's got some charisma, so you know he's okay. He's okay. The six tours, motherfucker. And I, I do like the the little arc they put in there of his arms. I did like that. You're yeah, right. His arms are kind of like right. little weak little arms. And My little baby, the chicken arms. arms, and they got boogles. Yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. It is. I, I do like that part of the movie where everybody's finding their arcana. It's kind of cool. I, like you get more oh, of the magic, more oh, of the, the the fantasy of the last movie. It was like more just martial arts. Now you get more fantasy. Listen. You know she loves a power system. <laughs> you know she loves anime. Mm-hmm. And she loves some key, some nen, any of that shit. Yeah. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I also, the Arcana was like 
kind of cheesy, but it was like a cheese that I like. That that was the biggest cheese in the movie, which unfortunately doesn't cheese it up very much. And um, it cheeses it up plenty. Kano is basically a a walking, talking block of cheddar. (sighs) Yeah, there's a fair bit of cheese, but it doesn't, you know. The main thing that we had to say about the cheese was, like, the the music doesn't go for the cheese. Like, they had this Mortal Kombat theme song. They, remi- they, they remixed, remixed it. They remixed the Mortal Kombat theme song. It's fine. It's not it's as not good as the original. But they did it. And then they don't use it in the movie. It's at like all. totally inexplicable. At all. At they all. have some little hints at the Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat theme in mm-hmm. the movie, mm-hmm. but whenever the movie is really succeeding in the fights, why, where is the Mortal Kombat theme in the background just slamming, like, get you really yeah. hyped up? Yeah, listen, in the original movie, they play the Mortal Kombat theme four, four times, times, and from second one, immediately, Mortal Kombat! I bet y'all are real tired of hearing me shout that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're going to hear it a few more times. But yeah, from the very beginning of the original movie, they're like, this fucking theme song is lit, and we're going to hype them four times. Uh, could they have squeezed in a fifth? Yeah. Yes, and definitely. It would better if they had more times. But They, they could have just, honestly, if they had just played the song on repeat throughout the entire movie, <laughs> that would have been okay. <laughs> they play this new one at the end and the end credits are really cool they've got this like cool visual style to them and added along with the new mortal Kombat remix it's dope and i love it but why wasn't that dopeness in the movie i don't know you gotta ask you gotta ask uh, mcquode yeah ask mcquode ask him where is the mortal Kombat theme mm-hmm. where is it because you know they do throw some cheese because they'll say some quotes from the movie we get a flawless they victory. Mess with, they mess with them a little bit, we especially get a, Shang Tsung. We get a Kano wins. Yeah, that's a cool moment. That was really that's fucking from the cool. Reptile fight. So they, the, their tongues are already in their cheeks. Yes. Yes. Uh, but they weren't. The, the, the thing is with the vision, going back to the Mortal Kombat Rebirth shorts, they're going for the grittier, the more realistic, the more like um, serious tone. And then they, but then they try to hybridize it with all this comedy and, and uh, lightheartedness, which uh, that's one of the things that really works in this movie, is they get that right. But in terms of the music, they go more for the stere- the more classic movie music. But, but there are some times but, when the, the, the electronic music comes in the yeah, back and it's yeah. fun. Those are my favorite. That was my favorite music is when we did get some like bumping electronic beats. And I was like, yeah, this is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're still we might as well just keep doing characters. I wanted to talk about the reptile fight, but maybe it's we coming. We don't need to talk about. Have it. we? No, we do need to talk okay. about it because it's good. Okay. But what other characters do we need to talk about? Um, Let's do them real quick. If we, we did. Can. We did Liu Kang. We did Kung Lao. Sonya. Kung Lao. We did Scorpion. Sonya, we did Raiden. We did Scorpion. Sub Zero. We did Jax. <laughs> uh, Sub Zero. Well, he shoots. was. He's great. 
Yeah. He's, but, he, he was actually in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't defeated by the element that brings life, which was <laughs> nice to see. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if Scorpion had just brought the bucket. There wouldn't be a movie. Over, we'd be done. But he's kind of the villain, the main villain. Yeah, he's he steals definitely. steals the show as the villain. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. He's kind of like built up as this undefeatable warrior who you know they they're planning on like oh we're just all gonna take him down together as if that's how mortal Kombat works <laughs> and then as if. and then he like lures cole out because he kidnaps his family and then again don't care about the family but no no and then but yeah he his character is just very one note he's just evil free, freeze magic guy but that's fine because he's he, he, they they were so proud of their freaking as proud as they as paul ws anderson was of them statues <laughs> they were that proud of their ice effects in this movie and they use them every time they get a chance and the ice effects they look really good they look fucking sick mm-hmm. and this is what i was saying most of the special effects in this movie are on fucking point yes they look so good some movies we describe as a cgi nightmare but this was a cgi triumph it was a triumph because it doesn't feel like distracting no even goro goro looked fucking good good and i think they based the look of goro on pong po from oh kickboxer that's an asterisk or this two is on that i think one. we're gonna give it two but look at his face <laughs> and tell me because it looks like pong po it honestly does i i'll have to look at some pictures side by side we can okay g- old, goro. old goro old two goro shoot. you know what i just you flip the table over i give old goro a shoot <laughs> i love it shit. i love the voice <laughs> actor i love that they made this crazy bizarre monstrosity with <laughs> with a million dollars still wouldn't work right but they did it they fucking did it in 1995 right they did it they and fucking did it i heavy shoot i give them a Goro. strong two strong two we haven't we're toeing the shoot line okay what about new Goro? i give him a moot because he he looks great the fight with him is really great but like he doesn't have any personality. He's yeah, not really present. He doesn't get the the personality. He's another one of the throwaway characters, just like Reptile, who just kind of gets thrown away for a fight. Meanwhile, in the old one, he's one of the main characters, one of the main villains. Right. And he heavily gets featured done, in the right, old one. Right. And in this one, he just gets kind of tossed away, like and eh, just fight him. Well, down. he's basically just a plot device for what's his face Cole to awaken his powers. Yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of silly that like okay, you've got Goro who in the old one is like the strongest fighter, mm-hmm. and in this one he's like okay, go kill this guy who's ostensibly has is like the weakest fighter they have. Go kill him, and then he ends up dying to him. It's kind of kind of a letdown for Goro fans out there. But, yeah, sorry, but Goro his fight fans. is really fun to watch. Still. It is really fun, and it's really fun when. I keep wanting to call him Liu Kang because he's generic hero he's, man. Yeah, Cole Young. Cole Young, you know, he d- awakens his powers and like immediately, I was like, that's this is kind of beat. Yeah, that's the thing too. His powers are so lame. But when he when he defeats Goro, it's sick because he like cuts off one of the arms. He stabs him right through the eye, which like yeah, I love that kind of violence. Yeah, I love it when the characters just die, and you're just like, ooh, he just died. Yeah, yeah, I love it like. Like, when you see someone go for a very brutal killing blow, mm-hmm. it's very satisfying. And you don't really 
see it in movies a lot because they want to uh, they want to prolong the spectacle. Exactly. Prolonging it. And then when you see like, okay, they worked really hard on the CG Goro and then he's just dead. Whoa. And then like we were talking about the Kung Lao kills. Like, whoa, that character didn't do anything. Now it's dead. Yeah. And like same thing with um uh who else? Bicon or whatever. The Jacks guy. The, the, yeah, the guy, guy that Jacks that... fight. Hammerman. Right. What the fuck is Hammerman's name? This is I wrote it down. His name is Reiko. 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 Okay. So and listen, here's the sh- I knew I recognized that guy. He is in Mad Max. Oh. He's like the big dude. Oh, the dude. big man. And he's also in Troy. I've he's never seen gu- Troy. You've never seen Troy? No. It looks really boring. It's a really good movie, but he's at the beginning of that. There's like this combat where there's armies and they're like, uh, instead of fighting our armies and like killing a whole bunch of people, just send your best warrior against my best warrior. And that's when you get uh, Brad Pitt as um, Achilles. Achilles, And then they send out this guy who plays Reiko. And he's like the enemy warrior. And he's giant mega guy versus this kind of small Brad Pitt. And then Brad Pitt takes him down super easy because Achilles, you know, he's the best warrior. Right. Uh, So that's where you, you might recognize him from. And interestingly enough, the other, the guy who does Goro's voice was also in Mad Max. His name is Angus Sampson. Um, and he's also in Insidious. All the Insidious movies as Tucker. So it that seems comes, like that's like a tie-in with the James Wan. It thing. seems like there's like a whole cinematic universe underneath the I cinematic universe. James Wan. Maybe like a the, dark cinematic what did universe. You call it? The McGucket. The McGucket the universe. McGucket. The, the, outer, the Outworld cinematic universe. Yeah, because Mad Max... It looks like Outworld looks like the Mad Max waste. It does. That's okay. So 1995 Outworld. I'm gonna give that a two. 2021 Outworld. Moot. A moot. Yeah. It's uh, not old Outworld shoot. New Outworld moot. Apparently, in New Outworld, everybody's just really dirty all the time. <laughs> there's there's no, nothing to rule. There's over. no buildings. There's no plants. There's basically nothing. There's nothing. There's literally. I'm not surprised nothing. they want to invade Earth because. I would want to invade Earth if I lived there and I was dirty all the time. Maybe they just have the subterranean realms. I mean, we heard about that. Something like briefly, briefly. Okay, let's talk about this reptile fight. We've been, we've been hinting at yes. it for like thirty minutes now. It was fucking awesome. Okay, so yeah, they're they have Kano tied up, and then um, and it's it's uh, Cole Young and Sonya there, and reptile like just busts in, starts fucking them up in invisible mode, and then I forget what happens but they uh, like kano gets knocked out of the chair and reptiles like up on one of the rafters and he's slobbering some of his acid so kano holds his uh his cuffs like his chains that's chained him up under it and they break and now this fight is basically kano versus reptile no no it's still they're all fighting him oh. but like reptile is really strong really fast he's got these deadly claws yeah but kano is like the star of the show yeah, he... because reptile is constantly like shifting in and out of being invisible invisible they can't track him so kano picks up a a flare flare a there's flare. like an 80 yard line where Cole <laughs> young's like use a flare yeah so he like how does he like tie the flare to a knife the flare oh, yeah! through him yeah through the he stabs a knife through the flare into the, his back into reptile so, so now he he's got his invisibility yeah so now he's got this flare on him what else happens in the fight? And then, so basically, he's just, like, tearing people up, knocking people around. And then um, 
Sonya Blade's like, give me the knife, and Ko Young throws her the throws her the knife in slow mo. She dives in, stabs him in the chest, and then like gets knocked back by Reptile, and then Kano goes in and just punches straight through Reptile's body, like pushing his heart out the other side of him, and they're both like screaming, and then he yanks out the heart, and he's like laughing. He's like, Kano wins. Kano wins. <laughs> you fucking beauty. That oh, it is so good. Listen, I, oh, I love it when you see someone punch through a human. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I all I could think of was Hunter Hunter when Kilua faces that uh, oh, the convict. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. he's got the heart beating yeah, in his hand. It's, it's similar so to that. It's so sick. It's so sick, but watching Kano just punch right through him. Bah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like the plot of the movie, basically Cole Young's like down and out. And then he Jack, he meets Jax, who I guess knows him and is trying to get him, but doesn't tell him about the birthmarks at first. Then Sub-Zero shows up. For some reason, Jax goes and like throws himself at Sub-Zero and Sub-Zero thinks he kills him and then he goes in, Cole Young goes and finds Sonya they fight Reptile and then they go to try to find Raiden and uh, Kano knows where Raiden is he's caught his birthmark Sonya offers him a bunch of money that she doesn't have that to, was pretty funny yeah she's <laughs> Kano she tells Kano I'll give you two million dollars if you take us to Raiden and he's like you live in this shithole you don't have that much money but then he's like, three million. She says, okay. So he starts walking off, and Luke Kang is like, you really have three million dollars? And she's like, look at where I live. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really funny. You're going to give that guy three million dollars? Fuck no. I live in this shithole. You think I got three million dollars? And then they, they go to this place that essentially looks exactly like Outworld. I think it's the same place they filmed the Outworld scenes. Right. It might be. Some barren This desert. movie was all filmed in a... Filming production took place at Adelaide Studios and other locations in South Australia. Mm-hmm. So it very well may have been the same area with just a different filter on it. Yeah, I think it was. And so then they go, they meet Liu Kang in the desert. And then they go and to Lord Raiden's hideout. And that's where they had this. Th- so the first part of the movie is kind of finished. Then you get the second part of the movie, which training is it's the training part. Awakening the Arcana. Yeah. We already talked about that a little bit. So we don't really get any like true fights for a while. It's mostly just sparring. Yeah, sparring and the characters kind of talking and getting to know each other mm-hmm. and like Jack's waking up and getting his. His, they don't show how he got his a little well, baby you, arms. Well, you see some of the disciples in the temple coming to work on him, but they don't explicitly show them building the robot arms. Do they build it, or is that just like his nascent arcana, which forms the arms oh, to begin may- with? Maybe? But it they, they look really, really funny when he yeah. first wakes up, because they're little chicken arms. Yeah, yeah. They're so tiny. But I like that. Th- I really like that scene where he's he's punching and he gets really, you know, really sad about the fact that he's missing his arms. And Sonya's basically just like, suck it up, dude. Right. Well, and you know what? I quite like Jax and Sonya's relationship in this movie because it does feel like, you know, they're old war buddies. They, yeah. They've been in the uh, what what. Were they in the army, Marines, whatever? I they, don't know. We just know that Jack served six tours, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
they were soldiers together, and you feel that you they feel like yeah friends. I like his her just like no nonsense advice to Jax and it's like stop being a baby. Yeah, because Jax is like you trying to tell me like, something. Also, He's like, yeah, get off um, your ass. Well, also Jax. You have fucking robot arms. You had no arms, and now you literally have robot arms, and you're going to cry about it? I'm with Sonya. Stop being a baby. I mean, I get it. He still loves. Dude! I mean, robot arms Dude. are still not like your flesh and but blood they're not, arms. They're not, like, like, they're not like the prosthetics of today. It's not like putting attaching a broom to the no, arm. He has not. full control over the arms. It's pretty amazing. He doesn't question it no, or ask any. No, he thing. takes it for granted. He really does. He really does that. But I get it. If I lost my arms and got replaced with some chicken arms, I'd be a little bit sad probably. But I'd also be mystified that I got Great. robot arms at right. all. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's a miracle of science that doesn't and even magic. And, and science and magic. And you're going to be like, oh, my little chicken arms. They can't punch as hard as I used to. Mm-hmm. Whatever, Jax. So then we get introduced to Kung Lao. <sighs> we already talked about how... He gets the fucking coolest entrance. He gets the coolest kill. He mm-hmm. gets the coolest death. And then we get the the. There's a really funny scene where they like first introduce them to the arena, and we really haven't talked about this. But one of the through lines of Pon- of Sonya Blade's plot is that she doesn't have the mark, and she's constantly trying to be one of the warriors, but she she keeps getting turned away. Right. Kano makes fun of her, and then even the even like Liu Kang and Kung Lao are like, you're a liability. Like, you don't have the mark. You can't, yeah. you can't awaken your arcana, so you can't come in the arena. You're welcome to stay with us, Miss Blade, but the training area is for the chosen ones. Oh, <laughs> fucking whoops. Yeah, it's kind of sad. You were even like, aw, Sonya. Yeah, and that was something that was totally missing from the old movies. Like, you have no care about Sonya at all. But no. in this movie, you care about her a little bit. And when she gets finally does get her arcana, she's so her the actress does like a good job of just portraying pure joy, even though she just murdered somebody. <laughs> but you you're like stoked for her too, because right. you're like, yeah, I want the arcana. I'm so I I would be so stoked if I right. got it. And you're just yeah, like you're happy for her because throughout the whole movie, you keep seeing people just kind of like turn her away or look past her because she's not the chosen one. Right. Finally. Finally, yes, she gets her mark. She gets her arcana, and that matches up with this, what we were saying or what I said before about you know Sonya Blade being like a walking pair of titties, or like video game women in general being like trying to have them be strong characters, but they don't end up. They just kind of end up being eye candy or relegated to the back. Right, but she, sh- her story stands alone. Yeah. It is not, she doesn't need Liu Kang. She doesn't need Cole Young. She has her own story arc, and I love it. I I love a strong female in my movies. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, but it's not in a way where it's like, this is a strong female for no, you. No, it's not. It's just, that's <laughs> right, just who she right, is. The character right. is that. So, yeah, shoot that one. Shoot. I shoot Sonya's arc. But there's another really fun scene in the uh, sort of training arena it's a really, really funny throwback to the game itself. Kano and Liu Kang are training. This is the first time we get the training scene with Kano. And he appro- he's approaching Liu Kang. And also, Lu- let me just say about Kano. He, he doesn't look like a martial artist. No, and he doesn't fight like a martial artist in this movie either. He's just kind of a brawler. Yeah, he's, I'm a the dog. black dragon! Yeah, and they call him a dog at one point, And that's kind of a good... 
way to describe his character. He's yeah. just like a rabid dog. Yes, yes, yes. Which is pretty much the same way he's characterized in the old movie, too. Yes. Like, he's dangerous, but he's not well-trained. No, he's not refined. He's more like a sledgehammer than a sword. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's approaching Liu Kang, and Liu Kang does a sweep kick on him and easily knocks him over. Kano approaches him again. He does the same sweep kick, knocks him over, and then Kano's approaching Liu Kang a third time. He thinks he understands. Now he jumps, but Liu Kang fakes the sweep kick and then, like, easily knocks him over with some other move. No, and he does the third sweep kick. Oh, he does it. He just fakes it out and <laughs> yeah. then does it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cause during this whole time, Liu Kang is taunting him, saying, you're a dog. You don't know anything. Well, you that, can't fight. Well, that's later on, but... Well, but there's but some taunting in this scene as well. He, I mean, he's as soon as they meet, Liu Kang blasts them with a fireball. So he, at the beginning of that fight, even he's like, "No Harry Potter shit," and then he doesn't need any magic to defeat him. He just uses one move, and that's a really funny callback to the game because he, <laughs> he's like, "Is that the only move you know?" And you know, in the in a lot of video games, especially Mortal Kombat, you'll just use one move over right. and over again. And usually, it's the low, it's yeah, the, the down low kick, B. No one is expecting to block <laughs> low over and over again. So right, you just, right. and it's kind of the farthest move too. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. you want to zone out your you opponent, just, you just crouch down and do a sweep kick over and over again. Yeah, it's a total cheese move. Yeah. So I really, really liked that silly nod to the fact that this is a based on a video game, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a really funny moment. What's the next fight then? We don't really get a fight until we, the fight. There's a little fight before the training starts where they come and sh- where we were talking about before where Shang, Su- Shang Tsung's like, ah, fuck you, kill them all. And then Lord oh. Raiden puts up the shield. But then the outworld people have a meeting. Shang Tsung brings in all the demon fighters. They don't really matter because they don't really do anything. Well, yeah, so defeated. we talked about the, 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 the hammer guy, Reiko, who is like, He's one of the throwaway guys. Um, is there someone named Karen? His name is Cabal. 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 Was he in the games? He must be. I don't remember him. Melina definitely I think he's is. From like a new, from like the newer games. Okay. Melina, I recognize that name. Yeah. She's the one with the kind of toothy mouth. Well, and I think she can in teleport the and games, I think in the game lore, she is Katana's twin sister. Isn't that another? Is that? Melina? Jade? No, it's no. Uh, the, when, I, when I was yeah, I reading. Think that Jade is. When I, I was know. reading, it says Melina's her twin sister. Okay, okay. Uh, she's one of one of those kind of just forgettable guys. And Cabal is the most memorable of the villains. He just looks He's sick. Even more memorable than Shang Tsung, honestly, in this movie. He looks fucking awesome. Cabal has the coolest character design, personally, for me, of the bad guys. And he's, he's got some history. You know too. who he looks like. He looks like Bloodhound. He does look like a Bloodhound. From Apex Legends. We've been yeah. playing a lot of Apex Legends. And we had it on the brain here because there's, we thought like the guy who, the um, Kano, he has a lot of similarities to the character Fuse. Right. And then there is somebody who is Kano's friend and she has one line, but she sounded exactly like Mad Maggie. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, about a surprise, matey, old mum. And that's a compliment. Mm. And we were like, no, it's oh, Mad it's Maggie. Mad Maggie. And then I looked but it, it up it wasn't. and it wasn't. It wasn't. But I, you know, I'm going to give that a triple asterisk. <laughs> that is Mad Maggie. <laughs> no, that it's not. That is Mad no, Maggie. No, it's not. But you do watch the movie, listen to the voice. That's Mad Maggie. Three okay, asterisks. okay, whatever. Your mum's been dead for 30 fucking years, mate. So, yeah, then 
then you get the fights of the training and then um this then is where you get the, the movie kind of turns to the third act right which and is um this i don't know how i feel about this because when i when i'm watching a kung fu movie or i'm watching a fighting movie which i love i love 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 martial arts movies i love watching fight scenes but what i like is i like when you have one battle it's a one-on-one or a one versus many and that is the focus my problem with the last act of this movie is it becomes a montage of fights. Yes. And there's multiple yes. fights happening at once. Yes. And for me, it just kind of muddies the water. It dilutes each fight. So instead of having like one 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 scene in the spotlight, our attention is constantly being drug away to other places so that we can't solely focus on one badass moment. Exactly. So um, there's essentially two more sequences that are like this. Yeah, there's and two then there's more one fight final montages. Fight as well, which is a little bit like that too, unfortunately. Where the movie kind of switches over to the third act, this guy Cabal, who is like in a suit, and apparently he used to know Kano. Kano took his mark from him, but okay. he didn't really die. Right. He says Kano's the reason why I'm in this iron lung. Yeah, and he's got this kind of cool voice to him. Apparently, he's played by this guy named daniel nelson who is also in godzilla versus kong his voice and attitude is cool even though you can't see this character at all it has a lot of attitude and um he's kind of likable yeah yeah villain sort of like kano i like this kind of villain yes and then he he goes and talks to kano and immediately kano betrays all his friends well kano's just a wild card yeah well because cabal's like how much money are they paying you times that by two and then times that by two and then times that by yeah. two or some shit double it again and again and again yeah, so obviously kano's want. like hell yeah i love money give me that money i'll betray my my homies immediately yeah because kano just doesn't really care no. about anything no he doesn't give a shit um, he's excited because he's got an eye laser beam yeah, he, that's a that's the thing like you really want kano to be to join the good guys but Really, you were, he was just around for the right, laughs. Right. And you, you're like, yeah, that's I wanted him around as a good guy, but now he's a bad guy. Right. And, and it, d- it makes sense. It feels it feels right. Yeah. And so Kano destroys the shield mechanism. And um, the Outworld champions come and invade. Yeah. And, and we get a montage fight scene here. I don't even remember what happened. The only thing that is in my mind is Kung Lao versus the bird lady. Yeah, so there's this bird lady that is so beautiful. Shang Tsung is super into. Man, Shang Tsung like really really wants he's thirsty for birds. Mm-hmm. And he's just casually mentioning her beauty constantly. To anybody who will listen. Now destroy him, my beauty. <laughs> and so she flies in. Oh, Kung Lao's like, "Yeah, let's go Shang Tsung, Shang Tsung. You are beneath me." Oh, my beautiful bird lady will <laughs> deal with you. And she flies at Kung Lao, and Kung Lao does this awesome fucking move with his hat where it's spinning in the ground. It's got to be one of the fatalities from the game. Oh, absolutely. It has to be. It has to be. I'm Somehow sure he throws the hat on the ground, and it sticks vertically. It's like and it in starts, the sand. Yeah, it starts whirring around like a saw blade. Yeah. And somehow he, Gets like, on top of her. Yeah, he, like, swoops up, up around on her back. Her and rides her straight into the buzzsaw and she splits 
from the crown of her head down into her chest. And they show you everything. They show you everything. And it's it's great. It is it's so badass. And then he, then he like whips the hat back on and he's like, oh, with the hat. oh, and, and everybody so cheers. Badass. The crowd goes wild. It is. I'm giving this the goal. This is this is my top this notch moment. This is what we want from this, this movie. But this this is his problem is that this is what I wanted from every single fight and we in get the it movie. from some of the fights we get it from the scorpion sub-zero at the beginning we get it from the reptile we get a little we bit from it, goro we get it from goro fight and we get it from this fight but then the the end of the movie kind of doesn't give it doesn't give you what you want you might say it fizzles out fizzles fizzle fizzles out is that how you say that? It fizzles yeah. out. It's, yeah. It's really hard to say. Can you say it fizzles, fizzles out? Fizzles out. Yeah. I think fizzles out. Out. Fizzles out. Fizzles out. Yeah. It just fizzles <laughs> out. Fizzles out. So in this sequence, you do get that scene where it's just focusing on Kung Lao, but then it's jumping around to, because uh, yeah. So then there's the moment where Cole Young, the boring ass family man, goes back to his family, and then Goro comes after him, and then he gets his powers back, and, and then he can't he. Somehow Raiden just knows and sends him a teleport to bring him back to his temple. Yeah, and so like um, there's this fight going on between him and Goro, which is actually pretty cool because mm-hmm. he goes and hides in the barn and he's like looking at the mirror like, oh, I'm going to surprise Goro. And then Goro just punches through the wall. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? We say we don't give a shit about Young's, Cole Young's family, but his wife has a moment. Yeah, his wife does have a cool moment where she, he's about to get killed by Goro, and he she runs up with an axe. Yeah, it's really great. I give, uh, I award her a tiny, tiny, the tiny, tiny little toot for that. <laughs> uh, and then the um. There's a thing with Goro where he just he throws people whenever he if you just grab someone you got four arms you just, just crush them ripping limbs just crush off. them like, just crush them in your hands and he Goro. does that a few times and you're like okay <sighs> and then he finally grabs him and he's like I'm gonna rip your spine out and you know that's where you're like oh shit like Goro go get him but that would be cool that- Goro just killed that guy yeah! I remember you it were like been- yeah kill him Goro because <laughs> it's like okay well, he said this he's gonna rip the spine right it's like holy shit i thought this was supposed to be the main character that i empathize with but i obviously don't so kill him yeah kill him (laughs) but no he's the family man the power of the family will protect (laughs) he gets his arcana and then whatever then you know we let's take it we'll go back to raiden's temple you know shang sung's warriors are all attacking and this is where we see the failures of the hero well we get everybody has their own little fight so Sonya tries to fight Kano, but Kano's got his Arcana, so he like shoots a laser beam and drops a rock. Yeah, off she her, gets fucked up. Yeah, and then Jax with his little baby arms, he tries to fight the Hammer guy, but Hammer guy's too strong; he can't handle with his baby arms, so he gets messed <laughs> up. And then um, Miley, oh no, Miley's fighting Sonya Who's first. Miley? I well, Miley's from Kickboxer as well. Yeah, we. We haven't even mentioned. Um, there's been no mention of Miley. I didn't up write until this down moment. Her name, but the, yeah, she's she's the one with the teeth, and she can teleport around. Oh, Melina. Melina, is that it? Yeah, it's Melina. Miley. I got Tong Po. And you are just thinking about Kickboxer. I think you just want to go watch like Kickboxer. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Melina fights Sonya, takes her out, and then again you get this diss, hard disses on Sonya. She. <laughs> 
b- drinks her blood off her blade, and she's like, y- "You don't have the mark of the of the legendary warriors. Your death would be meaningless." And you're like, "Damn." This is not the blood of a chosen one. Your death has no worth. Ah, girls can be so mean. Nobody wants Sonya. to even kill Sonya. <laughs> she can't get yeah, a bone here. She's so worthless, she can't even die. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, who else is fighting? Um, Cabal like, fights Liu Kang. Oh, yeah. But he's too fast for him. Right. So Liu Kang gets defeated. Yeah, basically all the heroes get defeated, but they don't die because doesn't Raiden swoops in at the last yeah. moment and teleports them all into the void. Yeah, but but for some reason... Right as Raiden is teleporting everyone away, Shang Tsung. I, d- I don't even, because it happened so fast. Yeah, I what don't even happened? remember what happened. And when does Jack save Sonya? Because that happens that's, too. Yeah. I don't I think that's. I don't, this is where things get like. I would say I the word know. I would use to describe the scene is muddled. It's very muddled. That was exactly what the word I was said. And this is where the movie is supposed to be in Mortal Kombat yeah. already. This is where we are supposed to have the one-on-one fight. Instead so, you know what? It would have been fucking sick. It would have been sick if instead of coming and killing everybody, Shang Tsung came and was like, we're doing Mortal Kombat now. Choose your fighter. Right, like a surprise Mortal Kombat attack. Yeah. Like, no more time for training. Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. Let's fucking do this. And he's like, oh, there's some kind of bylaw where if I challenge you, you, you have, have to, to accept. Or else oh. I win. Yeah, right. That's right, what right. Shang Tsung is like a trickster. He uses the rules against them. He doesn't just disregard the rules. He, he manipulates. Plays with them. He manipulates. In the original, Shang Tsung is more of a mastermind. In yeah. this one, he's kind of just there. Yeah, he's just an he's evil. He's just there to be the big bad. He's more like an evil king than right. like a shifty sorcerer so does kung lao save what the fuck is his name Liu kang he saves him from sub-zero earlier when they attack and then get rebuffed but now i don't remember what happens i don't know because i don't know literally literally kung lao is just standing there he hasn't taken a single blow he killed the beautiful wing lady (laughs) in one and attack and shang sung's just like well i guess i'll take your soul now yeah so he just grabs him and takes his soul but Which, it it's looks really amazing fucking horrifying it looks and fucking terrible because you love kung lao yeah and it looks awesome but it doesn't make any sense because any you can't just take people's soul shang sung you can't just you take can't people's just take soul. soul you call this <laughs> justice it's not right it's not you have to right. at least let somebody like they have to lose a combat right you've right. already taken right. people's souls you know what like, have someone get a cheap shot on him. Have him like be like ready to fight and then, Shang Tsung, yeah. and somebody boom from behind comes and hits him. Or Shang Tsung uses like a magical spirit to like attack from the back, yes. and then like yank his heart out, <sighs> and then like oh, so you fine. But it just felt it was weird. It and was unearned. And, it was unearned. Yeah. Somehow Jack saves. So- somehow Jack sa- has time to save Sonya yeah, because he gets his big is, arm. Big listen, this arms. is the problem of all the villains in this movie is that they don't follow through. They don't fucking follow through. Like in the beginning, Sub Zero with Jax. He's like, "Well, I broke your arms off." Well, <laughs> Sub Zero did learn that the vital points of the humans are in the shoulders. Yes. So maybe once he destroyed Jax's arms up to the shoulders, oh, he yeah, just assumed. Because yeah. he, there is a really cool scene where he like throws, he freezes Jax's arms off, and then just kind of tosses him off because they're in this abandoned building, tosses him down this hole. 
and the way that his, his like half frozen shoulders and arms uh like smash off of this thing he hits and rolls off and like it continues to shatter his body even more and one of his shoulders even kind of gets messed up and like half shattered off it looks fucking awesome and then that's when sub-zero must have said oh i got his shoulder he's gonna, he's coming back <laughs> yeah. from this yeah that took out scorpion surely it'll take out this guy right so i think we know it's canon that sub-zero goes for the shoulder where yeah maybe in his clan that's where they like have trained the themselves is. to move their heart into their shoulder yeah where everyone else assumes there's no vital organs <laughs> but he knows that's right where right right so you know jack saves sonia so there's a big rock that's on sonia yeah. and he has his little chicken arms but he levels them up yeah he levels them up to big beefy arms yeah with his arcana power and i'm fine with it like i don't care if you mix tech and magic yeah i don't care i like it i like techno mages and yeah. techno magic the fact that his arms become his arcana that's cool it's sick love it then they're all and then this is the part where again we're supposed to be in the mortal Kombat, and they're all in this white matrix world and then <laughs> they're like cole young is like raiden you could just teleport anyone anywhere oh just uh, let's fight them let's have our mortal Kombat." but they don't really then they just tell they kind of do because they have these stages like they're kind of throwbacks to like the old stages of mortal right Kombat. but how did these shang Tsung people get to the places where they are raiden teleported them somehow he but has power did, over them too oh so he teleports everybody into their own little fighting arena yeah that yeah. went that flew right past I, me i think it doesn't show it for some of them like for the guy with the hammer you kind of see him like look around like where am i well because with um, the with the sonya fight you know sonya goes back to her house right and kano just walks up and he's like where are you sonya yeah like you don't see him get teleported there but i think he that's the idea up. is that he just teleports everyone to these fighting places All right, so we're into the final mortal Kombat. what are the matchups you get uh well wait a second here so let me first just talk again about oh how disappointing God. it is that this is what mortal Kombat is like raiden's just gonna teleport everyone together and they're gonna fight and that's what mortal Kombat is now like yeah, there's it's... no actual tournament there's no actual structure to it uh, and like i was in the beginning of this podcast i said like i wouldn't care about the plot as long as the fights were good but I guess I lied because I kind of cared that there wasn't a tournament. And you know, what we said, what I said in the last podcast um, was that the pacing of the first one is so perfect. 15 minutes, you're on the island, you're in Mortal Kombat. It has begun. I mean, I wouldn't say it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect in that way that you don't spend all this time in the background, in the beginning. You just get into Mortal Kombat and, you know, it rushes in so fast that you don't get time to be bored. But in this movie, I think you could easily get bored because it takes an hour, an hour and a half to get into whatever the fuck they think Mortal Kombat is. But they never even really get into Mortal Kombat because they spend so much time in the lead up to it. And that's really just one of the biggest disappointments in this movie. Yes, you would expect for a movie that's called Mortal Kombat that there would be a mortal Kombat, <laughs> and we're repeating ourselves but i just had to say that again so okay. yeah what we get as the final mortal Kombat is raiden teleports everyone into these little stages right and uh, so what yeah let's talk about the matchups okay so we have obviously sonya versus kano yes at sonya's house and what movie was this reminiscent of kill bill volume two yes what battle the battle between bill's brother and the eye patch chick no 
Oh, the eye patch chick and the the Beatrix. Right. Yes. And it's even kind of similar because you got one that's kind of got like an eye thing going mm-hmm, on, right? One mm-hmm. missing eye or whatever. And you got a blonde babe. You got a blonde babe. Looking. So it's definitely a callback, 100%. There's the bathrooms fight. There's. Yeah, and there's that. That's what does a fighting style of like the hectic, just using whatever's around. Well, fights, I. Down and out, like brawl. This fight was style. one of my favorite fights in this montage. It's cool. It's because cool. Sonya, you know, she's in her own turf. Yeah. And she uses it. So she's like Gorilla scuttering warfare. around like a rat under yeah. the floorboards, coming up and then. Taking little slices off yeah, the cano. and then like disappearing, and then uh, popping out and like, it, yeah, it's a it's a really cool fight. Right, and, and I um, think, and it's a really smart fight too because Sonya, she is obviously like, you know, she's weaker than Kano. She's not, but we learn she's just as ruthless as Kano because I think one of the coolest, smartest moves in the movie is when she throws a bottle of acetate at his laser eye because then he tries to ignite it and he just fucking burns his own face. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's a callback to this earlier moment where he hates garden gnomes for whatever reason and then she kills him with a garden gnome, stabbing him in the eye with a garden gnome. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> it's a really good fight. But yeah, that, that fight could have been just by itself mm-hmm. and it would have been really cool yeah and here's the thing if you're gonna do a montage of fights it's fine but take us to one focus on that one and then take us to the next one i hate every time they cut away from a fight to look at another fight i was just like stop it yes stop and this it. is where the structure of a tournament may have come in handy just maybe for the storytellers there, there might already be a way that they could have put the fights in subsequent order it may have i think it's Maybe. called mortal Kombat. ah uh, do we need I, that in our movie called do we mortal need that Kombat? in the mortal Kombat nah. movie do we need a mortal Kombat? apparently not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the one fight then you got jacks and hammer guy we don't i don't i don't care about hammer guy i don't hammer know guy never hammer had guy. a chance no jacks gets a cool kill on him yeah fun, that's pretty sick the clap yeah, he like smashes his head with his big, big baby robot arms. His big baby <laughs> robot. Arms. Yeah, it's really good. The effects really good. Um, it's satisfying. Then we have Liu Kang versus and Karen. Not Ka- Karen. Ka- Cabal. Cabal. Why do I want to call him Karen? And that I really, really love that um, uh, fatality. Oh, the fire dragon? Yeah. yeah. It's really sick. And Liu Kang kind of earns it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because he's, like, really pissed off about um, Kung about Lao. Kung Lao yeah, they're, they're brothers, you know? Yeah, Not so. real brothers, but yeah. they're brothers in martial arts. And yeah. Liu Kang is obviously very tore up about it. So we get to see his fury. Yeah. It's sick. Mm. But... <sighs> I'm sorry, I needed a moment. I felt my blood pressure rising because... they show it in the trailer they do show it in the trailer you're right you're right they they don't show the context of it again the full context but you do see the fire dragon and everything and yeah yeah it it lessens the the it lessens the the impact it's still really cool and you feel really good for Liu kang but you know we knew we knew it was gonna happen we saw it happen already <sighs> and then and it's not like here's the thing 
I've watched the movies. We know the good guys are going to win. We yes. know the we good know guys are going to win. Gonna have a happy-ish ending. But when you see the trailer and you know how they win, it takes away from it. Certainly. Certainly. And so the only other fight was uh, was Cole Young and Melina. Melina. And he doesn't even really stupid. win that one. I don't know what the it's fuck dumb. happened. Melina doesn't do anything. She just teleports around and bites his palm. The best part is when Sonya comes in at the yeah. end and uses her newly found arcana to like just blast a hole through her. Yeah, basically she just gets a gun. Just murders her. Her, fi- her fists become guns, which yeah. is really badass. It is. She donuts Melina, yeah. essentially. If you're not familiar with the phrase donut, it's when you get a hole punched through you your chest. You used it last podcast about, um, about um, Sub-Zero getting the... Donutted. Yeah, getting the big It's actually, bicycle. I think... Uh, I don't know where the phrase originated, but if you watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and if you get into any of the fandom, you'll become very familiar with the term uh, donut. Yes. Anytime a stand punches a human, it's a donut scenario. It's a donut scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, but she gets really donutted. Oh, yeah. And you it's see her great. Spine yeah, it's great because they pan the over the hole uh-huh. in her torso. Yeah. And you see the spine. It's fucking sick. Yeah. And then Sub-Zero comes out of a portal, and he's like, ooh, got your kids. And then Cole Young follows him into this kind of, like, weird icy... It's the gym. It's the oh, gym. It the gym. Yeah, it's the gym where he has oh, the yeah, fight in the beginning. you're right. <sighs> and this fight, this fight gave me Mortal Kombat blue balls really, really hard because it amps it up really good, you know. I keep forgetting his name Cole because Young? he's so bland. Would you say that Cole Young is of the white bread roundhead clan? He would be if he was white. He's Asian though. Okay. But he's the most white bread roundhead Asian that I've ever seen because <laughs> his name is the most standard. His face, his acting, his everything, well, what his was personality. It? He has nothing. He's a he's family. I mean, the actor's family name good. is his. The character's name is Cole Young. They really went out of their way to find something cool. And then the actor's name is Louis Tan. What color is Tan? <laughs> it's a pretty. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my and God. His, um, he just has no personality. And what is his whole personality? I'm a family, family man. Good. I love my family. I love my family. Well, I'm willing to die for my family. Right. So he comes in and we're just like, all right. You clearly see that that was like the producers, the slimy producers were like, ah, put something in there for the. For the kids and uh, in the normal person. Oh, you mean the family stuff? Yeah, like yeah. Dude, don't like this movie too much for the video game headmans. The video, even though it's a sh- fucking shoot video em up game. video game headman. Right, it's a goddamn video game movie, but no, oh, we gotta get the public appeal yeah, in there. Give him a family. The- Give him a yeah. Put the kids in there. The kids like other kids, right? Yeah, but so. like you can't. It just it's kind of a contradiction because we literally just watched somebody get their torso blown to bits <laughs> <laughs> and another man have his head pop like a grape. Okay, so the final fight is uh, the revenge of Scorpion. Shh, don't 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 spoil it. Yeah. What? Don't spoil it. We're yeah. up to it. We're ready. We're at the end. Yeah. Well, Cole Young is fighting Sub Zero, and but we know that this is gonna happen because they showed it in the trailer. Right. Don't tell me not to spoil it. Oh tell my the, God. Tell the tell the people not to spoil it. Okay, whatever. Cole Young has. <laughs> oh no. Cole Young has been given the kunai, 
the yeah. dirt kunai uh, from Raiden. Right. Raiden gave it to him. And so he pulls it out to fight Sub-Zero. He gets some of his own blood on it, and that's enough to summon Scorpion from the pits of hell. It's really badass. It's really cool yeah. when Scorpion comes in, and he has this line that's just like, I've, I've been waiting in the pits of hell for my revenge. Well, in the beginning, he's like, Konokao wasurenai. Remember this face, and then at the end, at the end when he comes in, he's like takes off his mask and he says the same thing, and and uh, yeah, it's really hype because then you see his face is like all it's kind of like gray. And yeah, it's gross fucked up. It's like, like demon face. Yeah, it, it's a thing where he keeps taking his mask off to say stuff because they want to show off Hiroyuki Sonata's like cool Who face. Wouldn't? But it, I wish they had just left it on and embraced more of, like, right. the scorpion And now. then take it off at the very end. Just at the very Be- end. Because, yeah, it's almost comical how he's, comical. he puts it on, on he off. takes it off. On, on, off. It's like, I mean, I think everybody today can yeah, relate to Because we all wear our masks, and it's like, if you're going out to eat, on, off, <laughs> on, off. This fight she- scene shouldn't be reminiscent of getting a bite to eat at Applebee's. Right. Or like you you have it on, but then you talk to someone and they can't hear you. So you go to take it off. And then it's like, oh, but I'm actually supposed to have it on. Right, so right, it on. right, 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 right. And it's like he takes it off anytime he wants to say something. Why are you wearing it? Just keep Why it on. Are you wearing just take it, it off. Yeah, take it off. Keep it on. I don't know. Choose one. <laughs> <laughs> choose one. It's like the opposite of dread where you just commit to the mask. Yeah. You don't have to do this. Whatever. But it's. The fight is good, but... So, yeah, there, there's two fights. There, there's, like, the part where Cole Young is fighting Sub-Zero, and then... There's the fight, the where, fight Scorpion where Scorpion is fighting. fighting. Well, there's really three, because then, at the end, then they come together. Yeah, they come together. But in the scene where Scorpio is fighting Sub-Zero... Scorpio? Scorpio, my God, every time. Scorpion <laughs> is fighting Sub-Zero, and it's really awesome, but it keeps getting cut with these super stupid scenes of Cole fighting the ice... Yeah, he's just <laughs> bah, bah, punching the ice like Yeah, cuz his his wife and daughter are like in these ice cocoons. Yeah, yeah. And so like we while don't... Scorpion is fighting, Cole is just punching the ice. Ah, why did they think we wanted to see that? I get one scene of it. All we need is one to be like, okay, we get that's it. where we Cole get it. is. And you can even show him in the background. You could. Punching the or ice. Or show it in the middle of like a scene where you know, the Sub-Zero and Scorpion have, have been fighting and then they like kind of like Take tumble away yeah, and they're yeah. like squaring don't, off again. Don't intercut. Yeah. Don't the, pause the, the flow of the action so we can watch Roundhead Whitebread punch at the punch ice. ice. Like that's not good. Simon McQuaid. McQuaid. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please. We get We get really good moves like um sub-zero's moves they take all of his moves from the game yeah and put them in this fight but uh, once again we see like 50 percent of the moves in the trailer we see one of them which is the no we see two the of them wall, we see we the see the blood wall. dagger into the okay, ice wall yeah, that's two and then he uses the ice clone when was the ice clone whenever he gets thrown into the ring itself the yeah. fighting ring and then scorpion's kind of chasing him down uh-huh. and he kind of like gives himself a moment to back off with an ice clone and then scorpion oh, okay. comes in and breaks the ice clone oh that was i, I don't even remember that was there any other moves i don't there's the uh, one where he like freezes scorpion by touching the ground mm-hmm. that's one another one of his moves 
and then um scorpion obviously using his get over here that when that happened i got chills yes that mm, mm, that was the like narrative the high narrative point of the story i love it in a movie when the narrative like the 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 story narrative and the fight narrative come together and all of the kind of the stuff that's going in within the viewers because that obviously is such an iconic line and like all of the kind of built up uh pent up stuff from all the mortal Kombat, the drama and the silliness of the old movie and like is it good is it bad oh the, the the ninjas didn't get their justice before like they didn't get the fight before and then you finally get that payoff right here with the iconic line get over here and it's just like oh, fuck yeah it's so good it is so good yeah. it is so good yes yeah i love that mm -hmm. but then then this to me this is where the injustice happened mm. because you know they, He's gotten a few fatalities at this point. They defeat Sub Zero, and he's sort of sitting there dazed. Yeah, he's in the he's, he's in the, in the daze. Finish him. Yeah, he's in the finish him pose, and you know Scorpion has a really sick line, being like, "I've learned how to use the fires of hell," and he rips off his mask, and then he just Bleh. yeah, his mouth kind of turns into a skeleton face, and, and then the flames erupt, and somehow the nineteen ninety five did the flames better somehow. And yeah, so he like just he kills Sub Zero with the flame mouth. But we've already seen somebody get burned to death by some flames, and we've seen Scorpion's flame mouth, and just yeah, I, it's I, like uh, instead of having a really badass fatality, we get like a couple of little half kills where he just he's just dead. Then. Right. Like, oh, right. It wasn't. Is that it? Is there something else coming? It wasn't as satisfying. Like, it wasn't satisfying. It was not no. a satisfying death. And that's unfortunate because that is the climax of the movie. Yes. Is Sub Zero getting killed and it falls flat. Yes. Agreed. I agree. It was really disappointing because, like we said earlier, you have that kill of Kung Lao. I know. It just came which out was of nowhere. Amazing. And it's like, I clapped. I saw Kung Lao and I clapped. I but saw now Kung Lao and I clapped. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Scorpion and Sub Zero. And I clapped before, but at the final final climax, I, I sighed. I sighed. I sighed. I give it a moot. A moot, definitely. Yeah, yeah and then the rest of the movie, you know, so it's Shang Tsung's like, yeah, we'll fight again. He goes away. And, uh -huh. Oh, the, and Raiden, Raiden could have, like, fucked him up, and instead he's like, go away, and he just teleports right. him away. Dude, what's the point of having rules if people can just break them all willy-nilly? And why didn't he just teleport him and all his fighters away right. if he could have done that from right. the first like, uh, get-go? Raiden, you're the protector of Earth. Like, yeah, the gods, aren't Earth. the gods aren't supposed to meddle, but, like, what do they do when somebody breaks the rules? They're right. just like, well, whatever. What's and the point of even... And he does meddle. He meddles in everything, yeah, but he doesn't yeah. meddle, but he meddles. So. What's the point of even making rules if people can just break them makes no sense it makes no sense but like we said you don't watch this movie for the plot but they did commit some crimes that aren't quite forgivable yes uh but and then what happens there's like a scene where well there's like a really great scene with the young man the young man cool young man oh cool young man cool young man yeah he is it great great scene well i mean it's, it's pretty good it's he like cool he's like quitting because he works at he fights at this gym so he's like quitting being the gym's punching bag 
and the the owner of the gym's like, well, where are you going to go? He's like, I'm going to Hollywood. And then we have a zoom in on this poster. <laughs> what is the name of the movie? Uh, Citizen Citizen Cage. Cage, starring Johnny Cage. So we get a little yeah. Johnny Cage Easter egg, and I love yeah. that. We also got uh, an Easter egg earlier in the film. When Raiden's talking, we see this big fan. Yeah. Is that Katana's fan? Yeah, I think Katana has the fan, right? Yeah, Katana has the fan. Yeah, yeah. Which is like this big blue fan. It's really mm-hmm. obvious. But yeah, so we get the... I'm sure you can watch a YouTube video. 29 things you missed from Mortal Kombat 2021. Yes, or you can listen to the podcast and it'll be 300 things you missed from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> 46 Easter eggs you didn't see in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That was one of them, I guess. That There's was probably one of them. more too. The Johnny Cage. Would you call the Johnny Cage one an Easter egg, though? It's, it's like it's not really an, e- an Easter egg. Has to be found. Yeah, this was like somebody threw the egg directly into your face. <laughs> yeah, that's egg on your face. And uh, then that's, that's the movie, I guess. And there's um, then you get the sick then Mortal Kombat music finally. and the really cool whoever did the um, closing credit the closing credit sequence i really enjoyed yeah them it was really cool it was like blood animation yeah like red and black streaks of blood and they do all the little characters by like the artistic characters and they in the art they emphasize the different factors of the characters like kung lao gets the hat and kano gets the eye as the focus and um Jax's arms yeah and they do it in a way that's really cool um so big big ups for that big ups for that definitely definitely so i think a lot of emotions came out yeah i'm sorry i got so mad i just i'm really passionate about trailers (laughs) (laughs) i'm really passionate about more i'm really passionate about spoilers I hate being spoiled. I actually, I think I mentioned this in a past podcast. If I'm going to, if there's a movie that I like really want to watch, I will no, not watch, watch the trailer. I don't, I don't think we should do that anymore. No. Let's only watch trailers of movies we don't want to watch. <laughs> or, you know, watch trailers for stuff that is coming out, but we're not really going to watch it. Like, because yeah. if I watch something and then I forget about it, I'm not going to care. That's but true. We just watched the trailer for like Mortal yesterday. Kombat two days ago. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, is it good? Is it bad? I think it is good. You will get a lot of enjoyment out of this. If you like the original, if you like Mortal Kombat, if you watched those Mortal Kombat rebirths and were, like, hyped about, uh, the potential for a new Mortal Kombat movie, you will get a lot of enjoyment out of this. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I didn't have as much fun as I do watching the original. And that's just the way that it is, whether it's better or worse. I think it's objectively probably a better movie, but it's also like a half an hour longer. There's no Mortal Kombat in it, <laughs> and the music isn't there, and like some of the actors, you get no Johnny Cage. I think that I like the first one better. Would you say that the fights are better in the old movie or the new movie? Uh, They're very different. The first movie... That's a cop-out. That's well, not the question. The question is, are the fights okay, the same? The fights are, they are better in this The one. fights are better in this movie. The fights are better because they're more like... It's rated It's R. more like watching Mortal Kombat fights. Yeah, it's like... As opposed to like watching Kung Fu fights or something. You know? 
Yeah, and they have the advantage of one 2021 CGI. Yeah. Two about seventy five million dollars extra budget because <laughs> the budget on this movie was ninety five million, okay. and the budget on the original was around twenty million. And three, did I already say it's rated R? I think it's been mentioned, but that's definitely all three very important things. And if you think about it, what they were able to accomplish back in the day on a, a very small budget, getting it, it wasn't twenty million is not a very was small it budget. I thought it was ten. No, it was around twenty. Okay. The uh, like different sources say different things. One said eighteen million. One said twenty million. One said twenty-two million. So uh-huh. we'll say around twenty million. Okay. Well, anyway, but what they were able to accomplish getting it into PG thirteen, and it's kind of incredible that they were able to do what they did with Goro, and and, and there's definitely wow. some. Wait, if it was twenty million dollars, that means Goro was one twentieth. Yeah. Of the budget. Goro was five percent of the budget. Holy movie. shit! And then probably another five percent for getting to the beaches. <laughs> I'm gonna say like ten percent. Maybe five to ten for the beaches, and then probably right. five to ten on Christopher Lambay. So. Um. So I haven't really said if this movie is good or bad yet. What do you think? <sighs> well, now I feel bad for saying the original movie is bad but i liked it because i feel like i can't say this movie is good without saying the old movie is good you can say whatever you want so i'm I gonna mean, it's all maybe subjective. i'll retcon my say and say the old movie is I good think stand by your feelings like you don't have to change it just because of this movie and you don't have to feel pressure from like to be internally consistent you can just have your own feelings and express them. Well, that's the thing is it's hard to look at a movie subjectively versus objectively. Because objectively, this is kind of a bad movie. The new one? Yeah. And the old one, too. Yeah. Objectively, they're kind of bad movies because... But the thing is, <sighs> when it comes to art, there's not really a whole lot of objectivity. Right. I mean, no, there, there I know, are certain standards in terms of, like, were you able to tell what was happening did it sound could you hear things could did you it see look things? good was the lighting okay like could you see what was happening there are really like objective things like that but then when it comes to like oh well what's your enjoyment level that stuff is all sort of subjective you know? right well i had a lot of fun watching this movie yeah and i had a lot of fun watching the original movie so maybe i'll retcon my old answer i'll say they're both good movies okay but not great which one do you like more? Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll leave a little mystery. <laughs> and how about you out there in the world? What do you think, viewer? Which it, wh- one's better? Which one do you like more? Are they objectively good? Are they subjectively good? Subjectively, they're really good. Yeah. They're really, really fun. And like, we had a lot of complaints about it, but we also watch a lot of movies. And, you know, that's part of the thing is part of the fun is like, oh, well, where, is the, where are the chinks in the armor? Where uh, where did the movie go wrong? It's fun to talk about. So, like, we're obviously very critically watch. Like, right. We watch well, that's we, what we, we do. We watch movies and we talk yeah, about if it's good thing. or if it's bad. And this is the thing. Even if a movie is bad, you shouldn't feel bad for liking no, it. No, And that's the moral of the story of Mortal Kombat. 
You're allowed to like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And you know what? Do you want to take it to the streets? Because I'll bet you there's some str- the streets have something to say oh, in this movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Even though yeah. it's been out for less than 24 hours. Oh, yeah. I'll bet you the streets have something well, to say. Well, absolutely. And the people who are posting these comments are going to be very passionate. Oh, because they watch will be running high. <laughs> they watch the movie immediately and like then they felt did. so strongly they had to go make you some were yelling comments. into your mic two seconds well it ago, wasn't so. about the movie it was about the trailers yeah well. and i try not to yell into the mic yeah you're yelling away from the mic i should have said but yeah okay, let's passions take are it running to the high, so let's take it to the streets take it to the streets i'm a choo-choo train today not a siren um so choo choo train take it away. What do you want to do? You we said it we both said it was good. So but you know there's this this thing where we Mortal Kombat it's like this seesaw that just can't you well, can't yeah, you can't pin it down. It's like the yin yang, you know. It is. It's constantly shifting. You got the good and bad swirling amongst yeah, each change other. Change is the mm-hmm. only constant. And yes. we are going to embrace that today with again similar to the last one we're going to do a good a one star and a ten star. So what do you got for us today? Okay, this is from Knight Mosen on the 23rd of April, 2021. A-K-A today. Today. <laughs> so it's hot. Okay, fresh take, hot take. What do you got for us, Mosen? Okay. Is it the worst or the most inaccurate? One out of ten. <laughs> okay. Two words. Piece of garbage. That's three words. <laughs> Unlike the animation before, which was wonderful, gonna list some, Kano was never our friend. <laughs> he got the laser by Robotic Eye. Jax did not lose hand by Sub-Zero. He lost him fighting with Goro. Sub-Zero never killed a Hunzo family, but it was a trick <laughs> by Shang So. Shao Kahn ruled the out- ruled Outworld, not the sorcerer, but he merely served Shao Kahn. There are more which I can't, which can't recall now. In total, it was garbage. Don't try to make more and ruin our memories of it. <laughs> so, Mosin, I was complaining yesterday about this movie maybe being like lore Nazi-ish and sticking too much to the lore and like being too careful about trying to please all the like hardcore MK fans. And, you know, there's this thing you can't make you can't make everyone happy all the time, and it's clear that Mosin is one of those people that you just can't make happy. <laughs> right, I think he was focusing too much on the lore, and like just from skimming the one star reviews, it seems like that's a lot of complaint. Is a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's not like the old Mortal Kombat." I saw multiple people saying, "Oh, I liked Annihilation better. It was in the <laughs> spirit." This one, who cares about? Uh, who cares about Cole Young? No he one was cares never about in it. Cole Young. But that's that's the thing is I, when I was reading some of the one star reviews, they did have some good points. It's just they, I think they were too focused on the stuff that they didn't like. Well, I mean, that's what a one star review is going to be. If they, they thought it was one star, obviously they didn't like it, and that's what they're going to write about. But. You know, I agree with him about some of the stuff that didn't need to be different, like this portrayal of Shang Tsung as the ruler of Outworld, essentially as a king. You have him looking like a king. Right. And there's no reason for right, that. Right, right. Because that doesn't need to be that way. You, you, They try to set him up as some kind of counterbalance to Raiden, 
as opposed to in the original where he's clearly like deferent to Raiden. He's always bowing and giving like the signs of respect to Raiden because he knows Raiden's a fucking god. Like you can't just be like, fuck you, Raiden. I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. So I agree with Mosin on on some of that stuff. The stuff about Jax, the way he loses his arms. Who cares? And, like, the history and like, oh, it was a trick from saying Shung Sung on Scorpion. I don't care about that because it's a reboot. You can tell the story the way you want. And the way they set it up with Ice, with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, it made a good plot where it comes back at the end. You have the beginning and the end tied together with a nice bow. Yeah, I think, you know, it's fine that they didn't follow the lore. The pieces of the plot that I were upset with were not the parts where they didn't follow the lore. It was the parts where they try to put stuff in that's boring, like Cole Young. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. But, you know, this person kind of loses any credibility being immediately that they can't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And But I'm glad that they kept it short and sweet and just gave yeah. us the emotional gist of what they were feeling. And um, Right. Yeah, thanks for being honest, Mosin. Thanks for being honest, Night Mosin. I respect your passion for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and I agree and you, with you. Yeah, I you have some you. good points. And, you know, if you didn't like that stuff, then I could see how every single fight you would just be thinking about, well, right. that's not how it not should be. It's not my Mortal Kombat. Yeah, hashtag not my Mortal Kombat. Right. And that's, you know, you said that hashtag not my Sonya and like in the last movie and hashtag not my Liu Kang in this movie. But then but then you were able to get over it and you're like. Oh, well, actually, kind of, this Luke Kang is kind of cute. Like, I like this Luke Kang. But, uh, but the Sonya was about the original Sonya. Yeah, right. Like, that's what you said when you watched the original. And I, like, stick, I stick by that yeah, comment. Yeah, that comment. For but sure. Luke Kang, new Luke Kang. He's a cutie. He warmed my heart. Yeah. All right. So now let's take to the other side of the streets, um, the 10 star side. I got one here uh, from Madison. Madison's. <laughs> Madison Sevtorg. <laughs> All right, Sevtorg. AKA. Madison. Just call him Madison. We'll call her Madison. All right, so Madison. This was what? This was written on April 10th, 2021. Whoa. So this must be international because I think they released it internationally already. And then but the not American everywhere. release was today. Japan wasn't releasing it until June. Hmm, interesting. Well, Somehow, way, we, we'll trust that Madison did get to see this movie and isn't just making up okay. bullshit. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I don't know because there's not a lot of details in this. I tried to keep it short and sweet again. Okay. But, okay so Madison Sevtorg says, 10 out of 10 stars. Do not compare this with 1995 old movie. Just forget old movie of 1995. Only new one is true and close to original game and comics. Old one was absolutely director's fantasies. Hmm? Snake inside a hand of scorpion? What? <laughs> no name fighters on the beach who fight with Liu Kang? And second, who fights versus Goro? Small reptile? Why? No reason. Only I can tell that old Raiden was better. That's all. All other fighters? Much better in a movie 2021. Very short also. In a one hour 50 minute action that needs at least two hour 30 minutes. Because in the end, it's too fast. That was it? That was it. That wasn't a review. 
That was a review of 1995 Mortal Kombat. That didn't tell me anything they liked about this movie. He said that the all the other fighters are better in this movie except for Raiden. Raiden doesn't fight. Uh, well, all the characters. Listen, right? so. this review sucks. It was the most interestingly worded one and most of them are really short and they're just like don't believe the hype this movie's good it's got blood and violence and this guy he, he brought his honest opinion but he i don't wasn't think just they, saying this movie's good i know. don't think they watched the movie you don't think they watched it i don't know they don't actually say anything about the well, movie other than the runtime they did quote the runtime which would have been probably would have had access to that right. even if you didn't watch the movie right 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 maybe this isn't even a real person it could be like one of those plants that just gives a 10 star to like right. boost the movies it's computer generated but i do agree that old raiden was better do you agree with that yeah i would agree with that because uh, old raiden had a personality yeah old raiden was a character this time old raiden is a plot device to teleport people around i mean it makes sense he kind of is just like a force of nature which gods kind of are like that so we yeah. can't maybe we can't expect a god to have the same personality but you get to play as have. raiden in the game he's like you a character do. he's not just a force of nature you people love raiden because he's fucking cool and christopher lambay brought a character to life in that movie a character that <laughs> oh my God. you may not love, but it's a character nonetheless. A characterization, whereas this one is just a guy who can hardly speak English and got nothing going on, really. But this person talks about the 1995 one way, way more. Right, and I thought that was interesting because we've been talking about that, too. And that's one of the interesting things to do is to compare this one. Well, that's all we've been doing. One. Exactly, and that's fun to do. Toot but shooter boot. He is hard booting the hand inside the snake inside a hand of scorpion <laughs> and a no-name fighters and a small reptile he's hard booting i mean all that. those are like those are pretty reasonable reviews but it's just i would rather read this review on the 1995's imdb page <laughs> not on the 2021 yeah i and feel like not... it reads more like a one out of ten review for the old right. movie than a 10 out of 10 review for this one right and like when i read a 10 out of 10 review i don't expect it to be shitting on something like i don't want a review a 10 out of 10 review to be a shit on of a different film just to rise this one up why don't you just focus on what's good in this movie and that's why i feel like they didn't watch it yeah. i'm calling you out madison that's fair that's fair it's fishy april 10th april 10th where did it release april 10th madison tell me all right so i did see one thing that's interesting from another one but like that was the cool. I thought that was the coolest review I saw. That was ten out of ten. There is one where a guy actually says, "Adding coal was a smart move." Well, actually, that's funny you say that because one of the complaints in one of the longer, uh, one of the very long bad reviews. Mm. Because in the bad reviews, there's a lot of short ones, but then every once in a while you'll get one that's like a dissertation. Right. Yeah. Somebody who really had to pour their heart out. About right. How <laughs> exactly. Pissed off. They but. Were they were saying they didn't like that coal was added and mentioned they felt like the only reason he was added was so that the characters who were in the know could dump the exposition onto him yeah to bring in the audience member i think it should have just eliminated that character and had sonia be the like main character because she's so interested in the mortal Kombat stuff right why not open the movie with her 
like going on uh, one of those kind of fact-finding missions about Mortal Kombat. Right. And why couldn't why couldn't they have replaced Cole Young? I keep forgetting his name because he's so bland. Yeah, he's why tan. Couldn't, why couldn't Cole Young have been Johnny Cage? Well, they they had the wisecracker and Kano, so they didn't feel like they wanted to do Johnny Cage. I'm okay with leaving out Johnny but Cage. But I'm okay with two wisecrackers, too. And he didn't have to be wisecracker. The comedy could have come from him just being like Greg Everyday Man. Yeah, it's true. I, I think they wanted, they did that because they're like, okay, we got all these characters. Let's save something for the sequel. I like, guess. that's one of the big characters, I right? Guess. Johnny Cage. Let's save it for a sequel. It has a sort of sense to it, but like, yeah, Cole Young brought literally nothing to the movie. He, he brought was so his bland. If you cut out all the bullshit from his storyline, you get more time to actually flesh out those fights and have them happen sequentially, so that they don't take up as you, they can take up more runtime. But you save some runtime in the beginning with the Cole yes. bullshit. Yes, and, and like, um, like I get it that they want to kind of separate themselves from the original film, but I. I think they separated themselves a little too much. I would have rather spent the time getting to know Cole, getting to know the other characters. Yeah. And Sonya, I feel like they had a really good actress portraying Sonya, so they should have focused in on that. I don't know whose choice it was to add Cole, but it was not a good choice. No. And I don't know why anybody would say 10 out of 10, great idea adding Cole right. Young. And I get it. I get it. They put him in there so the other characters can explain what's happening. Therefore, explaining it to the audience what's happening. But if but you're you not creative enough to you, do it. You, like you, you could have chosen anyone. You could have right. chosen anyone from the Mortal Kombat franchise who's who's a human. Who's a human. Brought him in and being like... Sonya. Sonya or Jax. They're already in the movie. Right. 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 I have them be... You know, they are in the know but like you could have easily shown Sonya going to get Kano like that scene he or she already has Kano how'd she get him right maybe she doesn't know about Mortal Kombat and she learns about it from Kano because mm -hmm. he's he clearly knew about Raiden's hideout and mm -hmm. like I don't know it's just yeah Cole he, Young a waste of time everyone's time and he's basically like, he's well not just to like exposition dump but he's basically just there also to have a reason for Scorpion to come back yeah and I get that but that they could have easily figured out a way to kind of work that tie that in as mm -hmm, well. That, mm -hmm. that could have been figured out too. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Cole Young sucks. We say no to Cole Young. He just needs to get, just get out. out just Cole get Young. out of my get movie, out. Cole Young. Get out. <laughs> <sighs> if only Goro had ripped his spine out. Oh, that would have been so sick. It would have been so sick because you know what? We live in the day and age where Game of Thrones have ruined us the first seasons and we want to see main character dies. Yes. I want to see death that matters. Yes. Because if it's some nameless chuckle yuckle, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like Goro killing bald black guy. We don't care, but it has just a story purpose. And in this movie, they, they do kill Kung Lao and that's all you get. But yeah, they should have. My boy, Gore, they you did could have so saved dirty. us. Now we're stuck with Cole Young for how <laughs> many more movies? Uh, franchise. And how he's going to be going on about his family. And we got to look oh at his dumb God. rubber armor. And oh. Do you think liking hyperviolence makes us bad people? No, I don't think we like hyperviolence. Just, it's just fun to watch. You know, I guess we like it. <laughs> I think that's kind of what it means. The thing is, 
you know, we could get into a discussion about video game violence, what it does to the human mind. I don't want to get into that. I just want to I just want to ask, like, because sometimes I feel bad being like, yeah, kill, kill him, him, rip his spine out, fuck yeah. Because, you know, we we have young nephews and it's fine. The, the thing is, we in America, we repress sex and embrace violence, embrace them both. OK, you can't have one without the other. Just embrace the fact that evil is out there. Violence is real. Well, we can get pleasure from pain. It's okay. <laughs> and Don't if, worry about it. If you want to look for the perfect blend of both, I recommend you watch Star Trek The Next Generation, yes. which every episode you get the warning, sex and violence. Well, I think it's actually sex and fear. Oh. <laughs> so, but but okay, fear never mind. often does come from violence. So all right, so, it's related. So yeah, right. check out uh, Star Final Trek Next Generation. And... I had this, but I didn't get to mention it last podcast. But uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Shang Tsung, uh-huh. he's in a Next Generation episode. <gasps> oh, really? And I can't wait to oh, see I what happens. Wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. wait to see well, that. you know, I told you today I was going to go off on a tangent, and I don't think I will because we've been here for a while. But Chiboy, who played Scorpion, Hiroyuki Sanada, mm-hmm. he was starred in many movies. And I was looking through his Japanese movies. And mm. first off, he was in Ringu. Yeah, yeah. He's, Ringu. The, he's the main guy. Who yeah. He's the main Sp- guy in Ringu. Spoiler alert. Sorry. He's the main Let's guy in Ringu. Let's just redo that. He's the main guy in Ringu. Yeah. He's the main guy in Ringu. Yeah, he's, he's the main guy in Ringu. We'll you're take being one of those obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the main guy in Ringu. He's the main guy in Ringu. We got it. Okay. <laughs> But he also starred in a TV movie called Oda Nobunaga. Oh, he plays Oda? Yeah. Oh. And I actually went to Oda Nobunaga's Wikipedia page and looked up a bunch of fun facts about Oda Nobunaga. Well, is he, is it, when was the movie made? I don't know. It was a made-for-TV movie, but I'm sure it was in Japan. But... We love Oda Nobunaga. Yeah. We lived in Gifu. We lived right under the castle's watch. Mm. We've been to the castle multiple times. Oda Nobunaga, he was one of the greatest uh, daimyos in Japan. Yeah, he wa- he had that touch of destiny upon him. And oh, he absolutely. went for it. You know, he tried to rule all of Japan. Didn't turn out so good for him, but, you know, he, he had that, uh, yeah. I would he had that force. He would. You could make a movie about Oda Nobunaga and you would see every single like archetypal moment from feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. He's considered the he's regarded as the first great unifier of Japan. He brought in all these new military tactics. He made using guns like a thing. Yeah. Like he brought in hang on, it's in my notes. So his Ashigaru foot soldiers were trained and disciplined for group and mass movements, which replaced hand-to-hand fighting tactics. So he was so, like, powerful and on point and ahead of his time that he brought in a whole new wave of fighting. And like all the great men, all the greats in ancient Japan, he ended up committing seppuku. Yeah, I mean, him and all of his sons and everybody was killing themselves because... That's just the way it was done, you know. As soon as you met a little bit of disgrace, you just had to right. be like, oh, thrown in a towel, it's done with. And, yeah, uh, he conquered most of Honshu. He defeated the Iko-Iki rebels. Like, he also was super tied up with art, the arts. Yeah, he he, he loved um, 
he loved the tea ceremony. I think one of his brothers was like one he, of the progenitors of the, t- the yeah, tea ceremony yeah. in Japan. He, uh, he encouraged the start of the Momoyama historical art period. But he was also for the brutal, brutal suppression of his opponents. Yeah. And I mean, he, that's the way. You he, have to take on your like, opponents if you're going to yeah, rule. But he like he basically just eliminated yeah, anybody yeah. who would refuse to cooperate. He loved ninjas. He loved like that... Uh, playing the information game and just like wiping people out and then just kind of just faking over being like oh yeah that's fine now i'm the ruler and now you gotta listen to me and that's cool too you know that's part of being that badass yeah that's feudal lord you gotta be hard you gotta be gangster and it's just like so crazy because you see the movies you see the last samurai you see all these other feudal lord movies and you're like wow was it really like that yes it was Oda Nobunaga's life was really like that. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in Japanese history at all, if you like the feudal lords, if you like the shogun, I highly recommend checking out Chiboy Oda Nobunaga. Well, I mean, Hiroyuki Sonata's in The Last Samurai too. He is. So watch that movie. It's an awesome movie. Um, but yeah, living under the watchful eye of Oda Nobunaga was very uh, influential for me and Kels. And, you know, I went up to his castle uh, on the new the the dawning of year the year 2020 yeah for you his hiked blessing. up you hiked up the mountain in the dark i did not and i um, went to bed you did yeah, i got really drunk and went to bed well so did our friend misaki she couldn't make it she she listen i had it a couple happens. drinks Some i'm people not aren't aren't cut out for nobunaga's blessing like it's a tough oh life God. to be Whatever. one of his chosen oh so it's okay if you wanted to if you don't want to join his forces, because Nobunaga's forces, Absolutely. you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to see some shit, and you're probably gonna end up killing yourself. Yeah, that's like, and you know, in his castle, in the castle, Gifu Castle, there's all kind of history. Basically, like all his brothers and sons, everybody he ever knew, basically committed seppuku at some point or <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, that's just how it went back in that's the day. That's just how it went. Well, I guess that's that's all I really wanted to talk about today. Um. All right. Well, we'll leave you on that note. And yeah, um, um, yeah, let us know what you think about Mortal Kombat, this first original. Mm-hmm. I hope you check out the new one because it is worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch. I think you'll have a lot of fun watching this mm-hmm. movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. I saw Kung Lao and I clapped. <laughs> you know, it's not as fun as the original, but that might just be because I saw the original when I was younger. My heart and my mind were much more impressionable. So, you know, that form some core memories yes the, and those uh, become like have like a lot more emotion and and stuff tied up with them whereas now you know i'm more formed things aren't gonna make as much of an impression on me so right the nostalgia the nostalgia glasses are very thick for the original movie yeah, yeah. it was fucking sick too like you know there were kung fu foo movies in the 90s but this was fantasy kung fu yeah this was fantasy kung fu and it was video game front and center like it felt like our movie and that's why that's why and i think that's why people love it you know so um it'd be interesting to hear from somebody who hasn't seen either and just sat down and watched them both back to back yeah that would be fun like a kid too like a young person who just doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat. so you know so yeah let us know your thoughts all right. Till next it time, for today, homies. watch out.
Watch out for the Shang Tsung. I don't know. Yeah, don't watch out for him. He's not really that scary. No, he's anymore. not really that scary. I can't think of any good advice today. <sighs> what advice did we get from this movie? Uh. Oh, I know. <laughs> just, just love your family. And that's all anything that really matters. Because yeah. if you don't actually have a personality, you still love your family. And that's enough. Yeah. Loving your family is enough. And if you don't have a family, uh, try to get adopted. Try to find your brother. Yeah, get some magic power. And then avenge him when he dies in battle. Mm-hmm. Solid. Ad- there was a lot of orphans in this movie. Was it? Yeah, Kung Lao and Cole Young were orphans. Liu Kang or Kung Lao? Liu Kang. Did I say Kung Lao? <laughs> I think you Jeez. did. Jeez, oh, peeps. All right, let's get out of here. Right, I can't mix up these names one more out. time. <laughs> I'm getting out. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>